Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Thursday Night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. My father was a monster of a man. Self-proclaimed king built his throne on his children's sorrows. And there were many. It seems like we were always crying back then, always wishing that our father had left us like all our friends' fathers did, then maybe we wouldn't have all these scars, all these whelps and bruises. My father was a big, flared nostrils kind of man, taught me everything I know from how to ride a bike to how to keep myself warm with my own anger. He taught us anger and let us figure out love on our own kept us locked up like china dolls. The sun burned our eyes when we finally broke free. Seeds planted in darkness never grow quite right, and I'm a wilted flower. With social anxiety and notebooks filled with conversations I've never had, I blame my dad. Grandma told us to pray for him. Asked God to look on his heart and change him. By the time I was five, I stopped believing people could change. By ten, I stopped believing in God altogether. My father beat the poet out of me. I built my entire story around hating him. After the first stroke, when my monster of a man lay weak and docile on a hospital bed, tears streaming down his face, in 18 years I'd never seen him cry before. And I couldn't feel bad for him. He was the causer of tears. After the second stroke, I stood at the door with my arms crossed. Sterile whiteness threatening to choke me. He hobbled around the house scattered-brained, calling his daughters by his sister's names, the hand he used to hit us with gone numb. His last words to me were, Jasmine, you know I'm proud of you, right? I didn't. And by then we'd grown too far apart for me to care about his opinion. I felt nothing at his pride. My father died. Who told you you could leave me? I still had things to write about. There was the part where I proved you wrong, where I finally cussed you out and didn't let you see your grandkids. You weren't supposed to go yet. Who am I supposed to be without my enemy? You always wanted to talk. Now say something. Teach me how to mourn you through all this anger. You've been gone for months, but I've been festering in this for years. Stop looking at me with your eyes glazed over. Mouth sewn shut from the inside. Arms across your chest. Protecting me from your heart. All right. Welcome, everybody, to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. Have you ever had one of those things where you've had to juggle last minute 
<laughs> and everything is just like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. So, yeah, we just, we stumbled through that, but we're here. We're good. We're on. Uh, we have some uh, – I'm having some issue, big issues with the board tonight. So, uh, I'm – if you if I'm I'm having some audio issues as well, as well, so I'm hoping that you can hear me okay. I'm hoping we can get through this. And you know, it's it's like I always said, we're family. We're just hanging out. We're having fun, and we don't always get through it pretty, but we get through it. So <laughs> let's just go ahead and continue on from here. It's been a real crazy week. Um, I can't even tell you. Really, a lot of just a whole bunch going on, and I cannot tell you how thankful I am to be able to come and hang out with you guys tonight and just exhale and you know feed that creative side of me i always talk about how important that is i mean think about all the stuff we do all day long and all the things we take care of and worry about and think about and blah 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 right how often do we take just a few minutes out to feed that that inner child that inner muse that creative part of us and that's really really important in order to stay active you know, it's it's the quicksand. It's the adulting quicksand that gets us. There's no such thing as writer's block. There's a workshop that I do called uh, Writer's Block is Just an Urban Legend. It's like the boogeyman. It can't. If you don't believe in it, it can't get you. It does not exist. And there's things that you can do to make sure that that's true. Because really what it is, it's, it's like adulting quicksand. And then it becomes a crutch, and then it becomes a fear, and then we just get lost in it, and we don't know how to get out of that whirlpool. So one of the things that you can do, probably the single most important thing you can do, is every single day take five seconds, five seconds, to just stop and pick up a leaf and look at it. Deliberately. Tell your world to shut up for a minute. You're taking a time out. You know, just turn your back on it and pick up a leaf and just really, really examine that leaf. Or stop for for five minutes and look at all the faces around you. Really study them. You know, do something every single day to feed that creative side of you, and it will never let you down. So, okay, enough said about that. I go off on tangents. I really hope that you guys can hear me okay. I hope this is going okay. If If we have any issues during the show and I lose audio I'm just going to so if you're reading and and all of a sudden a track starts playing you'll understand why just hang in there with me don't hang up and uh, yeah we'll be able to get you on and I'll get back on and god I hope I'm broadcasting right now if I'm not broadcasting right now I'm hoping that somebody will let me know they can't hear me let me check something really quick going to before I keep going and I'm not doing anything I'm going to play another audio track real quick and uh, make sure that we're broadcasting. Okay, hang on one moment. I'm going to play one by Prince EA called Everybody Dies. Here we go. It is not death most people are afraid of. It is getting to the end of life only to realize that you never truly lived. There was a study done, a hospital study, on 100 elderly people facing death close to their last breath. They were asked to reflect about their life's biggest regret. Nearly all of them said they regretted not the things they did, but the things they didn't do, the risks they never took the dreams they didn't pursue. 
I ask you, would your last words be, if only I hit... Hey, you. Hello? Wake up. Why do you exist? Life is not meant to simply work, wait for the weekend, and pay rent. No, no, I don't know much, but I know this. Every person on this earth has a gift. And I apologize to the black community, but I can no longer pretend. Martin Luther King, that man never had a dream. That dream had him. See, people don't choose dreams. Dreams choose them. So the question I'm getting to is do you have the courage to grab the dream that picked you, that befits you and grips you, or will you let it get away and slip through? You know, I learned a fact about airplanes the other day. Now, this was, this was so surprising, see? I was talking to a pilot, and he told me that many of his passengers think planes are dangerous to fly in. But he said, actually, it is a lot more dangerous for a plane to stay on the ground. I said, what? Like, how does that sound? Well, he said, he said, because on the ground, the plane starts to rust, malfunction and wear much faster than it ever would if it was in the air. As I walked away, I thought, yeah, makes total sense because planes were built to live in the skies and every person was built to live out the dream they have inside. So it is perhaps the saddest loss to live a life on the ground without ever taking off. See, most of us are afraid of the thief that comes in the night to steal all of our things. But there is a thief in your mind who is after your dreams. His name is Doubt. If you see him, call the cops and keep him away from the kids. Because he is wanted for murder, for he has killed more dreams than failure ever did. He wears many disguises and like a virus will leave you blinded, divided, and turn you into a kinda. See, kinda is lethal. You know what kinda is. It's a lot of kinda people. You kinda want a career change. You kinda want to get straight A's. You kinda want to get in shape. Simple math, no numbers to crunch. If you kinda want something, then you will kinda get the results you want. What is your dream? What ignites that spark? You can't kinda want that. You gotta want it with every part of your whole heart. Will you struggle? Yeah, yeah, you will struggle. No way around it. You will fall many times, but who's counting? Just remember, there's no such thing as a smooth mountain. If you want to make it to the top, then there are sharp ridges that must be stepped over. There will be times you get stressed and things you get depressed over. But let me tell you something. Steven Spielberg was rejected from film school three times. Three times, but he kept going. The television execs fired Oprah, said she wasn't fit for TV, but she kept going. Critics told Beyonce that she couldn't sing. She went through depression, but she kept going. Struggle and criticisms are prerequisites for greatness. That is the law of this universe, and no one escapes it. Because pain is life, but you can choose what type. Either the pain on the road to success, or the pain of being haunted with regret. You want my advice? Don't think twice. We have been given a gift that we call life. So don't blow it. You are not defined by your past. Instead, you are born anew in each moment. So own it now. Sometimes you gotta leap and grow your wings on the way down. You better get the shot off before the clock runs out. Cause ain't no overtime in life. No do-over. And I know I sound like I'm preaching or speaking with force. But if you don't use your gift, then you sell not only yourself but the whole world short. 
So what invention do you have buried in your mind? What idea, what cure, what skill do you have inside to bring out to this universe? Uni meaning one, verse meaning song. You have a part to play in this song. So grab that microphone and be brave. Sing your heart out on life stage. You cannot go back and make a brand new beginning. But you can start now and make a brand new ending. You know, I absolutely love the part in that piece where he says uni means one, verse means song. You know, and you think about that, the universe, we are one song. You know, I, I look, you know, just, just a quick tangent, but I, just, I look at all the evil that human beings do to each other. All the things we do in the name of religion, all the things we do in the name of love, all the things we do in the name of, of prejudice, all the things we do in the name of hate, all, just all the things that we do and how meaningless they really are. You know, when when universe, universe, we are one song. We truly are one song. You know, I I really like getting out of town and getting out in nature and, and bumming around and getting out in the middle of nowhere. You know, where, I don't know, you feel so tiny yet yet and insignificant, yet you feel so much a part of everything. There's this special place. And I remember sitting outside one time and I was watching this hawk circle above me and just screaming oh god it was so beautiful and I thought you know I was trying to think of what was more important than sitting there at that moment and experiencing that and it made me kind of laugh because I thought and I actually wrote a poem about that but um, you know one of the lines one of the concepts in the poem was how do you explain divorce to a hawk how do you explain deadline to a tree you know how do you explain mortgage to a dandelion? How would you explain that in dandelion talk? You know, it really makes you realize what's important. You know, how much of our lives we spend chasing things instead of experiencing life around us. We'll talk about that again in a little bit minute. Anyway, so I'm glad we're here, you guys. It's, I'm really excited. I uh I found out during the thing that you guys can hear me. We, Like I said, we may not be doing this pretty tonight, but we will be doing it because that's just what we do. I want to go over some announcements and things before we get started. First of all, if you would like to call in tonight, the number is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965 if you'd like to call in and read. I want to go over some things with you real quick before we get started. If you, if you are interested in putting together a writer's workshop with us, and you know I've had a couple of you guys step up to the plate and say that you want to do these, and I'm really excited, but I haven't heard from you. So if you are wanting to do one of these, um, and and we haven't got it put together yet, let me know because you guys hear me talk all the time. You don't want to hear me do all these. I really want to get you guys on doing some of these. These can be done pre-recorded, like you can sit there and hang out with your computer with a headset and pre-record one. You can do a combination of pre-recorded and live if you would like, and we can play a track and then go on live and talk to people. We can do the whole thing live if you want to have audience participation or whatever. And if you can't, if you don't have a way to record it on your computer, or if you don't have a computer to do that. Just let me know, and I can set it up where I call you, and we can pre-record it together. All right? So whatever you want to put together. You don't have to be a professional workshop provider in order to do one of these, you guys. You know how we roll around here. You know, we all have something to teach, and we all have something to learn, no matter where we are in our writing careers. 
Okay, so, you know, the little kid sliding into first base, you know, with his bandaged knee and, and you know, sweat and dirt caked on his face and a grin from ear to ear, you know, has just as much to teach as, say, Mickey Mantle or Satchel Page had to teach. Okay, so keep that in mind. You don't have to be. It just can be something you want to talk about. It's just a way for us to spend a little bit more intimate time together. And if you can't think of something to do, Google Poetry Workshop, Writing Workshop, whatever, and borrow one. Say, hey, I found this on this website, so we're going to do this because I thought it was really cool. So I'm glad you guys are here to join me, and boom, let's go. All right. It'll be a lot of fun. Let me know what you want to do. Probably the easiest way to do that is to message me on Facebook. If you're not on my contacts list, you can find me under Nyla, N-Y-L-A dot Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A. First name Nyla, last name Alicia. Let me know what you want to do, and we will get that put together. They can be anywhere from a half an hour to three hours long, depending on how much time you need. And, yeah, boom, we'll go from there. (laughs) Next, I want to thank our sponsors, all of you who stepped up to the plate, especially during these crazy times we're going through right now. Uh, who stepped up to the pay the 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 stepped stepped up and helped us cover helped uh, help us helped us cover yeah I'm still I'm still trying to get I'm trying to type to the text grab my papers and talk all the three I never said I could chew gum and walk all right so the the 2020 sponsors who stepped up to the plate and helped us cover our broadcasting license for the year. And I want to thank them right now. That's Debbie Kelly, Eric Sheldman, Maddie Colickson, Melvin Douglas Johnson, Rick Clark, Raymond Bentley, Gary and Noreen Snyder, Rachel Ward, Kevin Kraft, Gina Storm, Renee Cryer, James, a.k.a. One Sapien, Richard Ward, and Colm Kennedy Home. I want to thank you guys so much for for just doing just just being amazing. You know, on behalf of all of us here at the Speakeasy Cafe, thank you. I know that wasn't an easy thing to do this year, but we did it and I'm real proud of you guys and I know everybody appreciates it so much. 14 years we've been doing this. This is our 14th year. You know, being on Blog Talk Radio together and uh, it's been incredible and it's just this amazing community that just has me in awe. I'm so proud to be a part of this with you. All right, next Get out your pens, your pencils, your journals, your notebooks, your spirals, whatever it is you're writing on. And uh, I'm going to go through your your writing regime for the week. And you can write these down in your journal. If I'm going through these and I go too fast or I get lost or you get confused, I confuse, no, you don't get confused, I confuse you. Don't worry about it. At the end of the show, you can come back, listen to the first 15 minutes of, in fact, the first 15 minutes of any show. And you'll get these if you ever get stuck and don't know what to write about. Just grab one. Uh, but the first 15 minutes of the show, and you'll be able to, you know, write and stop and pause and write and and get these written down. The first one I'm going to give you is your journal assignment. And as I said, get out your pen, paper, pencil, whatever it is, because I think, and then I I mean that literally, not typing on your phone, not typing on the computer, on your tablet, whatever. I really want a pen in your hand, I want paper under your hand, I want you to feel the slide of the paper, I want you to feel the drag of the pen, I want you to smell the ink when you write, especially for your journal assignments. It's mandatory for your journal assignments, you guys. And everything else, I don't care where you write it, I still prefer journals, but, you know, because what happens if the Internet goes down forever? I've got, I'll be carrying 5,000 pounds of paper with me, but I have it. (laughs) 
Um, but your journal assignments, it is really important because you think differently. You write differently when you are using when you are using a pen and actually handwriting. Your your brain is tangibly connected to the words you're writing. It's one continuous flow, and you you have to write slower. Your brain thinks slower. Um, so trust me, please do this. Your journal assignment, I gave you one for the year, and I'm just going to remind you that of that quickly. For the year, I wanted you to write a haiku every day. And that has to go not so much with this is a poetry prompt, but it is an assignment in life. I want you to look around you every single day and find something worth 17 syllables. And if you sit there and you see something, you know, we all have those little poetic hiccups in our head where we think of a line and poof, it's gone. That's why I always want you to carry a notepad with you. Because if you think something, I don't care if it's just a fleeting thought and you think, oh, God, that's kind of cool, write it down. Because if you think you'll remember it later, you won't. And you can go back and flip through this. I love going through my old journals. And what, when did I write that? Why do, like last week, swear God, this is on my, oh, where is it? Oh, my gosh, I should have with you. So I always take notes when I'm listening to you guys on the show, right? And I'm, I've got the piece of paper, and I've got some stuff that I've written down. And there, I wrote the word rose heels, ruffled skirt, draped top. Rose heels, ruffled skirt, draped top. I have no clue why I wrote that. I don't even have any. I don't even remember writing that on this paper. I have no idea what it pertains to. I have no clue. So that's why it's important to write down those things that you think of, that you think you'll remember, because half the time you won't remember when you see them again. And you know, maybe that's just me. Anyway. Find something every single day that's worth 17 syllables. And if you have one of those poetic hiccups and it's only 13 syllables or it's 22 syllables, I don't care, write it down. Because you can always go back and clean it up later. You can always go back and rewrite it, edit it, whatever. But at least you have that thought down and it's there. Who is it? Robert Graves that said there's no such thing as good writing, only good rewriting. Remember that for all you people who say you never edit. Editing is the most important thing in the world. We never do it perfect the first time. We may do it passionately. That doesn't mean we do it good. All right, or do it well. So, yeah, every single day find something that's worth 17 syllables. And you're, you're, every day of the year can start now. By the end of the year, you're going to have 365 haiku, by the way. You'll be able to pick maybe between 35 and 60 of those, and you could have your own haiku book ready to publish. Think about that. That's how easy it is. You know, instead of having to sit down and write, oh, my gosh, I got it. I want a haiku book. I have to write 30 good haikus. I don't know. No. One bite at a time. Every single day, 17 syllables. Think what you could have by the end of the year. All right. That was your journal assignment for the year. Your journal assignment for the week is we are working on ramblings. And basically, this is free writing. This is where you just sit down and write whatever in your head. And for your start, I'm, I'm, I always give you a rambling start. You know, I, I, the catalyst for your writing. So I want you to, at the top of your page, I want to write down this sentence. And when you're done writing down the sentence, I want you to just keep going. Just keep writing from there and write for at least 10 minutes. Okay. So on the top of your journal page, I want you to start with this sentence. And the sentences I've been doing the last couple of weeks and this one as well are taken from the first lines. So these aren't mine. These aren't my prompts I'm giving you. These were taken from the first, the first lines of some of the greatest novels ever written. All right, so top of your journal page, I want you to start with a sentence. In the beginning, sometimes I left messages in the street. Write down the sentence. In the beginning, I sometimes, or in, in the beginning, sometimes 
I left messages in the street. And then just keep writing. Whatever comes next. I don't really care if it's, I don't know what to write, I don't know what to write, I don't, write, I don't know what to write 10 times. So the key is to start and don't stop for 10 minutes. Write whatever in your head. And it doesn't matter if it makes sense, and it doesn't matter if it's ramblings, and it doesn't matter if you start naming off all your grade school teachers. The thing is just keep your pen moving for that amount of time. But we're going to make it fun and have you start out with your your rambling sentence of, in the beginning, sometimes I left Sometimes I left messages in the street. I always want to say that. I want to say that wrong. Sometime, or in the beginning, I sometimes left messages in the street, but I like it better the way that he wrote it, which is probably why he's one of the greatest books. Okay, anyway, so that sentence is the first line in a book by uh, David Markson, and it's um, Whittingstein's Mistress. Whittingstein's Mistress. I hope I'm pronouncing that right, and that came out in 1988. So, yeah. Your rambling sentence for this week is, in the beginning, sometimes I left messages, sometimes left messages in the street, and just keep going from there. What's your very next thought after writing that? All right, so you're writing exercises. Now, writing exercises are a little bit different than writing prompts. Journalists, your, your journal assignments, excuse me. Your journal assignments are messy time with you and your muses. It's where you guys can sit there in your underwear, one-on-one, nobody's around. This isn't meant for anyone to see but you. It's just you know, uh, brain vomit time. Writing exercises are much more structured. They are meant to, you know, when you're when you're sitting there one-on-one in your underwear, you're pretty comfortable with yourself writing because you can just write whatever. It doesn't matter. No one's ever going to see it but you. Writing exercises are meant to make you uncomfortable. They're meant to push you out of your comfort zone. They're meant to make you think of things in ways you normally wouldn't think, write about something in a way you normally wouldn't write about it along those lines so you know it's time for you to get you know start pumping that, that pumping that pan and and uh growing you know remember when it's only so like when you're out of your comfort zone that you grow and so yeah that's important now you're writing exercise for the year and remember i said that writing exercises are not always about writing sometimes it's simply about doing so throughout the year, I want you to remember to do something every week. And then, again, I don't care if it's five minutes. I don't care if it's, you know, uh, you know, a half an hour scheduled play date. I don't care. Every single week. And if you're scampering the last ten minutes of the week and it's Sunday night and it's at 11.50, you figure out something in that ten minutes. This is important. Every single, like I talked about at the beginning of the show making time to feed your creative side. You have to do that. So think of something every week to do that's going to surprise yourself, something new, something that you haven't done before. Go to work in a way you haven't driven. Try a different flavor of coffee. Who knows what it is? You know, how can you write about life if you're not out there making messy with the living of it? You can't write passionately and truly about something you don't know. So going out and living life and doing things and discovering and exploring and playing, those are all important to feed you as a writer, to feed your creative brain. All right. So now your <laughs> your writing exercise for the week. We've been writing to scenarios, and this is where we kind of climb out of your brain because I want to steer you away from writing poetry because every time we sit down, we sit there, well, we're poets, and every time we sit down, we think we have to write a poem, and that's that's bull. Poetry is something we do. A writer is something we do. Being a writer is something we are. But that's not all we are. We are creative souls. We are creative people. 
there's so many more areas in your life that if you paid attention that you are creative in besides just writing. So you're not just a poet. So I want to take you away from the pressure, that we, the, the mental uh, blinders that we put on ourselves where we sit down and think, okay, I'm a poet, I must write a poem now. No, the key is to just write. The poetry will find itself. I keep talking to um, Carlos, written in pain, about wanting him to do a workshop on story writing because all of you know him as an incredible poet, but I bet you didn't know that he's one of the best short story writers I've ever talked to. Um, I've had uh, the joy of hearing some of his short stories, have him reading some of his short stories, and it's incredible. And who would know? How do you know you're not the best short story writer in the world until you write a short story? Okay, so anyway... The whole purpose of this is just to make you write about something differently than you normally would, to be able to explore it much deeper without the girdle you put on your brain of poetry and form. So in doing that, I'm giving you the scenario instead of a concrete thing because you have to fill in the blanks. I just give you the situation. You have to figure out what's in it, why it's there, what it is. So the scenario that I'm going to give you this week to write your story to is I want you to write a story about you or someone cleaning out an attic and finding an old piece of clothing. And then when upon examination, you or they discover something sewn into a seam and it changes absolutely everything. So think about that. You're in an attic, you find an old piece of clothing, and while examining it, you discover something sewn into the seam, and it changes absolutely everything. Whose attic is it? Why are you cleaning it out? Um, What is the piece of clothing? Uh, Why was it not discovered before? What are the clues as to who it belonged to? Uh, What did you find? What, how, why does it change everything? There's a book, and I wish I could read, oh, what, it's called, what, I don't know who the, the, the uh, author is, but it's called What They Left Behind, and it's a, it's a book about they cl- they closed down an old mental asylum, and years and years and years and years, bazillion years later, they discover this room down in the basement where there's all the luggage and stuff from the people that didn't make it out or who died there or whatever, all the unclaimed luggage and belongings that these people brought to them brought with them when they were brought to this insane asylum, right? And so they're going through suitcase by suitcase, trunk by box, and going through what's in there and trying to piece together by the the things that were important for them to bring with them. It's really cool. Um, So if you have, it's really inspiring if you uh, like reading things like that. What They Left Behind, very cool book. You can probably find it on a Libris. All right, so, I'm <laughs> sorry about that, but it's really a good book. So, um, again, write a story about you or someone cleaning out an attic and finding an old piece of clothing, and on examination, you discover something sewn into a seam. It's up to you how big that seam is. Some of those old skirts had huge seams because they were, like, taken up because it was Big Sister's dress and it was had to fit. And so, you know, this, yeah, anyway. And, and, in, and in the finding of this object sewn into the seam, it changes everything. Okay, so that is that is your writing exercise for the week. 
And if it, if you guys ever write something to these, I know they're not poems, but if you ever write something to one of these story prompts and you really like it, you're more than welcome to bring it and read it. I would love to hear uh, some of your short stories as well, you know, as long as they're not 29 pages long. All right, now, exercise number two, pick apart a prompt. What I want you to do is I want to kind of remind you how to look at the world through a thousand eyes. You know, I always use the example of, you know, like we looked at it when we were four, and everything could become anything, and it almost always did. You know, the magic of that slamming of the screen door and how the, everything was a possibility, right? So I want you to write the prompt at the top of the page, and then I want you to start listing all the different thoughts or ideas or directions you could take that prompt. I want you to pick it apart. And it's not intended um, with you ending up writing a poem, but instead to make you realize what you do with a prompt before you write can be way more important than what you write. And this goes with, you know, this, this pick apart a prompt exercise or any prompt that you decide to write to. You know, you should always do this because it's really easy to write about the stuff that comes to, for, to our brain first. I just got this idea and I rolled with it. You rolled with it because it was really easy. You know, find those ideas, dig deeper, and find those ideas that aren't easy to roll with, the ones you have to wrestle with and, and struggle with and, and throw some punches with to get them down on paper, all right? So it's not important, as important what you write to a prompt as what you do with it. And by looking deeper into the prompt itself and not trying to write to it, it becomes something altogether different. Um, you kinda, it's kind of like you can think of all the things that it could be instead of making it become one thing. Because when we get it, we get a prompt and our idea in our head, and we start to develop an idea to it, it's really hard to make our brains let go because the roots have already started. You know, so you know, things grow into what they're supposed to grow into, and so it's hard. But so by by doing it this way, by stopping yourself, making you really think about all the directions it could be, all the directions you could take it, and all the things you could make it, all the things it could be a scenario for or a metaphor for. All of those things. So, again, write the prompt at the top of the page and then start a list of all the different thoughts, ideas, directions. You could take it. Um, and be, make sure that you write these down. Again, don't just think about it. Make, write them down. And I promise you, in doing this, you will discover amazingly unexpected things. You'll surprise yourself. And you will find yourself writing to these, I promise. You know, there's no way you can do this and not find something that's going to spark and set fire. All right. So, at the top of your page... Your pick-apart prompt is, and I want you to write this down, falling cherry blossoms. Falling cherry blossoms. All right. Then uh, pick it apart. Falling cherry blossoms. There you go. Now, your prompts. Now that I've spent the last however many minutes telling you not to write poetry, I'm going to tell you to write poetry. <laughs> prompts are seeds planted. They are meant to grow into poems. And with that said, the prompt can be the title of the poem. It can be a line in or the general concept of the poem. But it has to be one of those things. So I'm going to give you three of them. So mark one, two, three on your paper. Your first poetry prompt is abandon, not abandoned, abandon in blue. Abandon in blue. Number two, madness did prepare. Prompt number two, madness did prepare. And then your third prompt is when silence spoke or speaks, if you prefer. 
Okay. Number three, when silence spoke. I'm really curious if any of you wrote to the one last week, my favorite one last week, which which was uh, Things the, the Fairies Stole. Things the Fairies Stole. I thought that was a really good one. That one's still really picking up my brain. I know I'm going to end up writing to that one. All right, next and lastly, we have That's My Line, Borrowed Poetry Prompt. This is a line taken from a poem read last week that one of you guys were reading, so keep that in mind while you're reading tonight. I could very well hear one of the lines in one of your poems and write it down, and it could be our That's My Line, Borrowed Poetry Prompt next week. So the one that, okay, so I have to do this because it's my bad, and I just want to give this person, if they're listening, their kudos. I was going to use, I had two, and I was really, going back and forth on which one to use. And one of them that I had written down that I really loved was, my voice is a cloud and concrete. I thought that was an incredible line. My voice is cloud and concrete. But like a dumbass, I did not write down who wrote that line. So I can't use it because I can't say this is a line from so-and-so's poem. But I just thought that was a great line. So the one that I'm using, which I think is just awesome and amazing as well, is by November Rain, and he wrote, A Voice to Push Back. A Voice to Push Back. All right, that's your, that's my line, borrowed poetry prompt for the week. And that brings us to the end of them. Remember, if I <laughs> if I lost you somewhere, if you didn't get it all written down, don't worry about it. You can come back and listen to the first 15 minutes of the archive and be able to find those and write them down then. All right, next, what you can expect if you were on hold tonight. We do take callers in the order that you call in, such as 252 is our first caller tonight. Listen for your telephone area code. When I bring you on, make sure that you introduce yourself. It's really important that people know who's reading and that your name is attached to your work. You don't want to send your work out there into the world without your name on it. And then make sure that when you're done, oh, wait a minute, you can do, right now you can do two. I think we're having we are having some issues with the lines coming in. All right, if you're trying to dock, dial in and you're getting a fast busy signal, please keep trying. They're working on the lines. It'll we'll get you on eventually. Everything will be awesome, awesome, amazing. Uh, so yeah, if you're getting that fast busy, just hang up and, and dial back in, and and it, it will eventually let you in. I'm not even able to get it on the regular line right now. So we're kind of we're kind of winging this tonight. Like I said, not pretty, but we're doing it. So right now you can read two poems. Keep them right around the five-minute mark. That will give me time to comment. Be crazy with people waiting in line behind you. And we can get to people quickly unless I talk a lot, which I do. When you're done reading, make sure that you give out your URL. It's real important that people know how to come find you, let you know they'd appreciated you and your work, get to know you and your work better, and be able to build that that social, uh, start building your social network, your your creative network of, of people who inspire and you are inspired by. Next thing, please remember that we have a mature rating. We do not have an adult rating. That means no bumping body parts, no tab A into slot B. Don't get graphic. Other than that, you are good to go. And I'm going to go ahead and give us our first three callers so you know if you're coming up fairly quickly. We have First, we have 252, followed by 419 and 219. I don't see Philip on today. All right, let's go ahead and bring on 252. 252, you're on the air. Hey, Nyla, this is Quaid. Hey, Quaid, how are you, sweetheart? I'm doing fine. How about yourself? 
I'm doing absolutely awesome. Awesome. I'm, awesome. I'm stumbling, as you can tell, but I'm doing great. <laughs> no, you're working through it. You're digging right through it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, I have just one that I'm going to share today. Um, the poem is called When Death is Mercy. I sit to wipe my sword. I tilt it in the moonlight to see if I need to once more. My breath in this cool night proves that I've made it through another storm. I know another test comes, but I don't want to study one no more. Though we must get through the tough to see the better days, some in the presence of darkness have fled away. I too have wondered at times if there's a better way. Or maybe those who just fled away, that it was heaven's aim. Day comes and I just want to heal. I hear that being alive is always better than the alternative. But I'd rather be six feet deep, up high with the Lord, than spend another day with the pain and fight another war. They look at me as if I'm crazy and I've been smoking, hearing what I heard about heaven and quickly trying to go in. But once I finish my assignment, I'm peacing out. That's why I hesitate to ask kids, so now the secret's out. I pour a sip from my homies out from my water pouch, remembering the things that we dreamed and what we talked about, and with my teary eyes smiling. They see peace another, I'll see peace another day, but glad the summer found it found it. As it rained, I finally seen that all of the soldiers that left before me up in heaven pouring sips for me, just what I need when my faith deserts me, knowing that there's hope where I'm going. Is like that, his mercy. And Paul. That was beautiful. Very intense, very beautiful. Oh, yeah, thank you so much. You're very welcome. Thank you so much. <clears throat> but yeah, um, Quaid Poetry um, at gmail.com. Um, Quaid Poems, Facebook. Um, and also Quaid Poetry on YouTube as well. So those are just some quick places to find some of my work. Awesome. Make sure you guys check him out. Absolutely incredible, honey. It was fantastic having you here tonight. You did an amazing job. I absolutely loved it. Oh, awesome. I can't thank you enough. <laughs> Always a pleasure. Okay. All right. And we will talk to you next week? Uh, I hope so. Okay, and if you think of another one you want to read tonight, you're more than welcome to call back in or just press one, to go out of the line and press one to come back in if you find another one you want to read, okay? Oh, sure do. Thank you so much. <laughs> you're welcome, honey. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Oh, you know what I didn't do? I didn't play a track at the beginning of the show. I always start and end up every episode with a track, you guys, but I played one at the very beginning. In fact, I played two, so I'm not going to play another one right now. Maybe we'll be able to get another one on later on in the show. But if you are a recording artist and you'd like to have your track uploaded to the Speakeasy Library and played for the world, you can email those to me at the, T-H-E, the Speakeasy Cafe at gmail.com. Make sure you put MP3, audio track, something like that in the uh, subject line, and we can get those uploaded to the show, and it would be amazing, and we would be very happy to have those from you. All right, I'm going to go ahead and grab our next caller, which comes from area code 419. 419, you are on the air. Hello? 
Heather and Isla Shelley, how are you? <laughs> Agent four one nine, how are you, my love? I'm 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 here tonight, so that's a good thing, right? That is a good thing. <laughs> oh, um, I got a piece that I wrote that's like a story about someone, or I got two poems, and I didn't know what you wanted me to read. I want you to read what you want to read. <laughs> Either or. Uh, okay. Um, I don't know. Because you were talking about <laughs> prose, and like, God, I have that piece. I was just like thinking about, oh, I could read that. Um, yeah, I'll just read my poems tonight. Um, if anybody doesn't know me, I'm Shelly Gambino, um, or Agent 419. <laughs> so, um, the first piece I'll read is called Stripped. And I'm trying to right now make this into a song on my guitar, too, by the way. It's just hard to get the music going. But um, Skeletal remains, skinned of flesh, raped of identity down to the core, judgments riddled through, left exposed, Stripped of who I am, only option now to be who you want me to be, to fit into your society, I've lost myself. My makeup under decay, fat and muscle melting away, the more you chastise, the more you take away, brittle bones remain. You weakened my character, never allowing me to be me. I hold my breath till no longer I can breathe. You chisel and you whittle my outside. You can have me. Even though left of skeletal remains, inside you murder me, taking away. Inside you murder me. What was it? What is? What it was to be me, even with my fragility, due to your endless subjection, I still exist. Bones and all, I will take my last breath. And with that, and all that I have left, I will pray for you, to find salvation for yourself. Even when there's nothing left but skeletal remains and peace. Wow. That was very, very awesome, dear. Stripped to the core, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good job. I don't, I like the inside you murder me part because, like, you'd, like, die on the inside every time someone, like, chastises you or cuts you down or something like that because you just don't have enough to stand up for yourself, you know? So mm-hmm. I, I think that I like that part really a lot in that piece. Anyway. Yeah, it makes a lot um, of sense. That part made a lot of sense because I remember there was a relationship I was in when I was younger, and it was very, very toxic. And, you know, I'm, I'm one of those, I don't like to give up on things. I don't like failing. You know, so sometimes I stay in a situation I shouldn't have stayed in for so long. But I remember one time I, the thing that made me know that it was time to go is Every minute, I could. Every time something happened, I could see, literally feel something inside me dying. And there was like this yeah. whole reality that it was not going to come back. If I stayed, it was going to kill this part of me, and I would. It would never come back, and it would change me as a human being. And I ran. You know, I, I just, I totally ran. And so when you were reading that, it really made me think about that time in my life when I was at, mm. in that place and, and going what everything that I was going through. And it, it just made it real, I don't know, real relatable to me. Great job on that. Oh, cool. Thank you. Thank you. Um, the other one I got, I wrote it. I'm thinking of a title. So the title I came up with was, Please Rise Up, The Kool-Aid is Free. Uh, it says, social media, social experiments, walking guinea pigs, 
but do they even walk upright? Dreaming in nightmares, wide awake, yet numb and dumb. Robotic thinking, following masses. Not me, Miss Nonconformity, walking my own path, blazing my own way, forging ahead on my journey. Reality beseeches me. Humanity never fails at ugliness and hatred. Mankind, violent and mean, when will the cycle train stop? Where is our station to get off? The world continues to spin. Life does go on, even when blackness enshrouds. Hope is the light to do what is right. Love always trumps hate, and goodness trumps evil. We are what we will be, programmed, nothing but social experiments. It really feels that way, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, I'm thinking back to what's going on now, but even before that, with all the cell phones and the social media, we're all guinea pigs to whatever is at our fingertips. Do you know, do you know why, Somebody's you know why that somewhere. one strikes me so hard? Is I've worked in the media since I was 18 years old, mostly in radio, but for a short time in newspaper as well. And seeing how the media has the power to manipulate and make people people think a certain way and and you know controls that you know a social experiment and some and, and sometimes I watch so knowing that as deeply as I do firsthand from being in the working in the industry and then watching when the media does things and I know exactly what they're doing but it's like people don't get it and they fall for it and it's like I just want to scream sometimes I just want to scream I quit watching mainstream TV 15 years ago because I just I can't, years I can't me. do it. Yeah. 22 years crazy. for me, Nyla, and I went to college for uh, mass media and mass communications. And I, mm-hmm. I just totally, I, I was off way back then, 22 years ago, because what happened was when you watch a story on the news back in the day, there's always two sides to every story. And now it's not even factual-based, it's opinion-based. And what makes me sad is that so many people feel that their opinion is actually fact. And that is so untrue. So, and everybody has opinions. I'm not saying that, but opinion is not fact. And that's where I hate the the, the lies and the hatred and everything that's brain fed to us, programmed through the TV. I I don't turn my TV on. I watch a movie here and there, but I, I'd rather play my guitar and write poetry. I really <laughs> don't want to follow the you mainstream. Know, that's for sure. A real good thing to think about when you're writing poetry as well, or when you're writing short stories, or whatever it is that you're writing, is to remember the concept of. There's no truth. There's no exact truth. It's always he said, she said, and the truth lies in the middle. So picture yourself at a four-way intersection, and there is one person on one side, and then kitty corner crossways, not directly across from each other, but kind of sideways crossways. There's a person on the other corner. So they're both standing opposite corners, diagonally away from each other. And there's an accident in the middle of the intersection, and they're both questioned. And they're both asked to tell exactly what they saw. Neither one of them will tell you, will, will give the same story because they were seeing the situation. They saw the accident from different perspectives. Neither one right. of them is lying. Yep. They're telling their truth, but their stories don't right. match. So you have to look right. at it that way and say, okay, if there's the truth and there's the truth and this is, you know, you have to find that truth for yourself that lies in the middle. Right, right. Mm-hmm. All right, what was your yep, second poem? That's so true. Um, well, that was the one I just did about the Kool-Aid. Oh. My dogs are barking. Yeah, um, <laughs> I heard them. All right, well, then it's time for you to do. tell people how to find you, my love. Yeah. 
Um, my name is Shelly Gambino. Again, I'm on Facebook under Poetical Intrigue. Not political by any means. Poetical Intrigue. Um, that's where I post really all of my poems and not basically um, well, poems are opinions in some way. Are artists to say it, but that's where I just display all my poetry. So you can find me on Facebook at Poetical Intrigue. <laughs> all right, uh, Shelly. Thank you for letting me be on tonight. You're very welcome, honey. Great job tonight. Appreciate you so much. Yep, and have a good evening. Thank you, Nyla. <laughs> you too, sweetheart. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye-bye. All right, I'm going to go ahead and give our next three callers so you kind of know where you are. We have 219, then 832, and 903. Now, remember, if you are trying to get on and you're getting that fast, busy signal and you can't get on, just keep poking it with a stick and let you on eventually. I do have area code 732 and 510. I do see you both on the board. However, you are not in the lineup. So 732 and or 510, if you guys would like to come on, then uh, please press 1. I'm still hearing. There we go. I forgot to mute Shelly. Glad she didn't, like, start hiccuping or something. All right, our next caller comes from area code 219. 219, are you with us? Yes, Nala. Good evening. How you doing? This is Brother O calling in from me, Chicago, Indiana. How you doing? Hello, Brother O from Chicago. I'm doing great. How are you, sweetheart? I'm good. No, East Chicago, Indiana. That's where I'm actually from. That's awesome. I would love to go there with my camera and just hang out for like a week and go all the places I shouldn't go. That'd yeah. be awesome. <laughs> so what do you have for us tonight, my dear? Uh, this is a poem I recently uh, completed yesterday called Donald Trump is a real bozo, bozo in the White House. If Bozo the Clown had a son, his name would be Donald John Trump. Clowns are best suited to perform in the circus. Clowns are natural-born entertainers who perform humorous acts. Clowns make us laugh with their funny antics. However, clowns are not meant to be present in the United States. The modern-day Bozo the Clown is arguably the most incompetent president in American history. He has no leadership abilities. He's the most divisive in the world. He's the best to our nation. He's a liar, con man, and buffoon who has devastated his two colors during this current coronavirus pandemic. He's totally untrustworthy. He's a complete butthole, and he is an arrogant narcissist. If the Bozo in the White House entire pandemic task force if he would not blame the Democrats for his indecisiveness, would not have called the coronavirus pandemic fake news, would have listened to the health experts when they told him the coronavirus was spreading, and would have shut down everything sooner and declared a national emergency early, we wouldn't have close to 50,000 deaths in the richest country in the world. If the boys in the White House would stop playing politics with the American people, stop acting like a spoiled rich brat on national TV, stop posting dumb and any stuff on Twitter, stop bullying reporters and trying to avoid the tough questions, stop having his administration kiss his ass just to please him, stop attacking the Democratic governors for working with limited resources, stop misfe- misstating the facts, 
misinterpreting the data and repressing the facts and grow some testicles and be a real leader. And plus, and plus back up his claim that more tests and achievements are available, we will solve this crisis and resume a new normal way of life, hopefully this summer, in poem. You know, I never have to worry about you holding back. Yeah. <laughs> you, pre- you pretty much say what you mean. Exactly. All right, my darling. Tell everybody how they can come show you love. Uh, <clears throat> good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Brother Ozzy, medical professor, poetry from me, Chicago, Indiana. Encouraging all of you to show love for me on Facebook under my real name, Omar Brother O'Gavin. And uh, as always, thank you for your support every week on the Speakeasy Cafe. And I'll be back next week. We appreciate you, sweetheart. Thank you. Okay, take care, darling. <laughs> you too. Bye-bye. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 832. 832, you are on the air. Hopefully you're on the air. No, the air? not really. No, <laughs> no, 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 not, no, no. You are, though, it, it, I insist. It's not me. <laughs> it is you. I can see you. I am all-knowing. I'm wearing my little turban. In my, in my underwears? You you are on the you are on the air, Soldier Blue Blue, wearing your blue boxers. Uh, okay. I don't like boxers. Too much too much swinging in the wind. <laughs> Comes the guy who should be wearing a loincloth. Yeah, hey, you know, <laughs> or something like that. Um. Yeah, but well, this is kind of this uh, this one was. Well, the one I was telling you about a little while ago, uh, you were talking about, uh, you know, taking ordinary things. And I happened to be, at that point, I was, uh, or I should say when the when this kind of like presented itself to me, I was playing one of my find it games where you have like hidden, uh, hidden uh, objects in a picture. Mm-hmm. And the first thing that snapped out as far as like you know the pictures that, or objects that I that I hit were uh, a crow and a sunflower. So that's kind of an interesting thing, just to, for me anyway. But um, so this is this uh this piece is uh, called a crow and sunflower. Gake mi tro okte. Crow cracks sunflower. Some say weed, i.e. waste. The only waste is the ignorance of saying so. Oh, compass plant. He, uh, always staring at the sun. Bones, stars, seeds, germination, wamons. Food for life, no time for lies. Oh, light. The beat, drum hollows, shattered sights, sheltered light, moonlit suns, foam, smoke, spirit spumes, life, 
Light formed within skin shining upon the green, ghosting south. Apparitional directives, appeasement not included. Nikhotze, smoking the ashes of the sun. Me, Atashkos. Soon the song becomes dust, throat locked, more shorts carried upon the wind. Sunflower becomes mist, death by fever, somehow enhanced. Shimmer shocked, mystic, smoldering missives. Avion manse among the trees, shelters for old crows. Gaketsagi, lightning broadsides, inconclusive. Pits struck from pith. Milk sap smooth upon the curve of the eye's socket. Nishtalko. Wrenched into being. The hence blackened seeds. On raw vision, black perfumed columbine seeds. The breadth of dreams unwarranted that have come back again. On be consat. Stretched, stressed, driven beyond the royals of ravening smoke, soft thoughts and whispers of ageless recall, ancient birds of birth, shorts and all. Everything returns into smoke. Octagonal arachnia nida. Symbols of life, odd numbers, the pairing of husk. Weathered bark, veined skin, beings suffused with water, light, transient photosynthesis, slow pyrotechnics of incandescent growth, Dagonsk, trod fingers of dawn light, nova burst, creation from dreams, home, kinkha, patron, stick, Gauge centering the earth, vine pulls for planting rationale, for taking a taken breath. That space between action or indecision. Sunflower searches for feathered shadow. The cry of a crow, there is a rooted relief. Simulations of a story, there is only one passage that reaches for an ending. Wahio, Mombe, bone of a hand, Wahiga. Spill the bones, Shonga, Ethishno. Look for a nine or an odd in number. Hey, seven. Sun falls to the moon. Gether. The clean sky remains in a state of conjecture. Rain falls like an innuendo. Decibels rise like constellations. Roth fomented sunshine drops like a fever, like water upon hot stones. Sweat the hiss of moisture ribbon ceremony. Ah, God say, we prayers, life, evolution, 
hollow bones, another small death that is of no moment. It is just another sacrifice. Time to stand still, follow the path of harvest. Sunflower, compass plant, always staring at the sun. Me throw oxen, mojon option. Traveler over earth, gake akti. Crow returns, seeking the seeds of life, everything begins again. We are the ghost road born. We also are returning to our homes. Watch, can you see? Gake Tsage. Oh, yeah. It is old crow. Nonke ujonge ube. And peace. That was phenomenal. You know, it, there's there's a heartbeat to your poetry, and I, I know this is going to sound weird, but I mean, I've been listening to you for so many years. But when you read, it's like I listen to the whole thing without taking a breath. And when you're done, I take that breath, and at the same time, suddenly I can just I feel my heartbeat, boom, 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 boom. It's it's. Listening to you reads a, a very emotional experience, I guess. Yeah, I try to make it more than just words on a page. That's for sure. And you know, that's not just me. I've I've had lots of people tell me that. You know, I, I sit here and when, you, when the chat's working, chat used to work amazingly once upon a time. But when the chat's working, you know, I get lots of comments, and you're hardly ever in there. And, you know, over the years, I've had a lot of people, I've seen comments like that, you know, so it's not just me that thinks that. <laughs> no, that's good. Yeah, I just, like I said, that one was nice. It kind of took on a life of its own, and I just went with it. So, you know, that's where it ended up. But, um, uh, I just spoke with the guy who's uh, doing the video, and he's almost finished with it. So as soon as he gives me the word and sends me the link, I will post it on your page for you. Very cool. I appreciate it. Thank you. Sure. But um, at any rate, that's uh, that's my one for the evening. And uh, you can find me on Facebook as Rafe Wild at facebook.com and in parentheses underneath that, it says Soldier Blue, and that's me. <laughs> Soldier Blue, Blue, Rafe Wild. Yep. There awesome. you go. <laughs> All right, baby. We'll talk to you next week. Yes, ma'am. And All as right, always, then. I appreciate the platform for being able to have this self-expression. I oh, appreciate you. Appreciate you so much. Thank you, Soldier Blue. Yes, ma'am. Bye, honey. All right, our next caller comes from, uh, we have 903, then we'll have 216, and then 346. And I want to let, oh, everybody's in the line. Look at you all. You're being so good. I love it. Okay, next caller is 903. 903, are you with me? Hello, Nyla. This is Eric Shelman. How are you doing? Hey, Eric. How are you, sweetheart? I'm doing great. 
I'm doing good, thank you. And glad you're doing great. Sorry, I've been busy and working, as always. You're allowed to have <laughs> but, uh, a life, my dear. Yeah. So I'm going to try to make it get back in the consecutive habit of being on your show as much as I can. So. Well, that's a benefit to me, so awesome. Yes, do that. Yes. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I would really like that. <laughs> Yes, and me too. <laughs> All right, so uh, I've been working on, I've been talking to uh, two of my friends, uh, and they've actually helped me in my writing process, and I'm still evolving in my poetic voice, but my last two poems that I've written have they've definitely been uh, extremely happy about and also I got a whole lot of noise on Facebook and uh, a whole lot of groups so I was going to read one of them if that's cool very cool please so alrighty you ready mm-hmm. alright the first one is called my existential angst so, my existential angst meaninglessly purpose purposelessly, hopelessly, and carelessly existing as a dog reacting to fallen snow off the rooftop, either running away from fearing it or checking it out and not comprehending what made the noise, enragingly, severely doubting everything, uncertainties constantly causing psychological warfare within my mind, antagonizingly aching, angrily, Wanting wisdom's wholeness, seeking solitude's solace, continuously aware, being unaware of an absolute of any absolutes that I could possibly believe in or realize as truths, instead living in never ending battles against and with myself rather than forever living in my fantastic realm as in peace. Fantastic job, Eric. Thank you so much. I'm glad you like it. And Are you going to read two tonight? That, yeah, if I can. Yeah, you got mm-hmm. time? Yeah. Awesome. All right. Yeah, like I said, nothing's set in stone, So, but I'm just experimenting and seeing what's up. So. All right, this one's totally different, and uh, I'm on this truth kick right now. So people can actually relate, and a lot of people like this one too. So, but uh, anyways, it's called a Halloween 1985, which is my birthday. I'm sure you already knew that. So, alrighty, Halloween God, 1985. I could be your babysitter. Yeah, you could. You're just a puppy. <laughs> That's right. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. A Halloween 1985. On this day came I into existence at 9.30 p.m. against my mother's willed actions, trying to hold me in until midnight. She thought me to be the devil's baby for being born on this day. Silly superstition scared her. Did not I go trick-or-treating or even in 1986 due to fear-instilled media that Satanists were going around kidnapping blonde-haired, blue-eyed, white-skinned baby boys and sacrificing them to Satan and that my mom had, in fact, given birth to me and was exhausted from it. That's in peace. 
<laughs> wow. You know, I I remember when all that stuff was in the news about you can't send your kids out trick or treating. People are selling them for sacrifices. I remember that mm-hmm. being in the news. Mhm. Yeah, it's crazy, huh? It is. It <laughs> yeah, is. Very crazy. But I finally decided to write that. I've been waiting forever to write that. I just didn't know how I was going to word it. And uh, like I said, I'm working on truthful poems and autobiographical poems. Uh, and I still, I'm not, I haven't written any fiction right this second, but I have come to terms with my uh, forms that I've already written, not saying that they're garbage, but you know, some can just be words, like I've written several uh, alliteration poems, and it just seems like, yeah, I like I like it, and I like the form and the challenge or whatever, but I want I want to <laughs> I want the reader to kind of grasp something that I'm saying, and I'm not just filling in slots if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. So it's not like I'm sense. doing fill in the blank form poem. It's I'm actually writing the way I want to write. So and then I just you know it's like free verse, and then I just add whatever I want to add to it. So. I think you're. Ha- I, I can tell you're having fun with it. Yes, I am. Thank you. You're welcome. And uh, thanks, thanks for having me. Thanks for having the show. Absolutely, uh, our pleasure. Tell everyone how they can find you, honey. All right, all right. This is Eric Shulman. You can find me on Facebook, and it's Eric Shulman. That's pretty much it right now. So. Very cool. All right, sweetie, so we will talk to you next week? Yes, hopefully so. <laughs> All right. We'll <laughs> see you then, hon. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Have a good night. You too. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 216. 216, you're on the air. Hi, Mama. Hey, Mama. How are you? Yeah, I don't know. What you call you sound it? good. I'm still having cabin fever. I'm writing. I even wrote the prompt. <laughs> Did you? So, you know, I don't usually do that. So I will do that one first. Okay. Uh, the Which prompt? The, fairy, the one that things the fairy stole. Oh, awesome. Okay, please, yes. I saved up. Stay home for the sake of vanity. Finally, I once again to present myself into the upper crusted society. Excitedly, I prepared toenails, nails, manicure, and lustrous hair. Before I jumped into the shower, I put my expensive partial in a bowl. I get dressed from head to toe. Panic sets in as no dentures I saw when I jumped out of the shower. They were gone. No one's here because I live alone. I sit, cry, and think, how could my teeth be gone? They were soaking in a solution right here in this bowl. 
So immediately, immediately I consulted my Ouija board. And I asked the Ouija, how did my teeth disappear? Well, I know, I know they were here. I, 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 they were right here in this bowl, and I do not understand how they could be gone. They were just right here. I just jumped in the shower. Ouija was clear and very precise. The answer came up. Mischievous fairies are on a mission to make people stay home because of the virus. You need not go out. So while in the shower, fairies creep into your house. While the opportunity was golden, the fairies took the teeth out of the bowl and added them to the pile of things that the fairies had stolen. In peace. Wow. Those little bitches. (laughs) (laughs) For real. (laughs) I couldn't find my (laughs) teeth. You know, it's really funny because there are times when I'll set something down. I know I know exactly where I set it, and I'll go back, and it's not there, and I get pissed off, and I look all over and look all over and look all over and look over, and then I go back and walk past the place it was, and there, it's sitting there. Yeah. Does that ever happen to you? When it's a $2,000 partial that you saved up for, <laughs> and you put it in some solution in a bowl, Jump in the shower and come out, and you live alone. And it's gone. <laughs> See, I, I, I'd be, I'd be grabbing my thirty-eight right about then. I'd we wouldn't be, we wouldn't be messing around with any of that. <laughs> but then again, if somebody breaks in and all they take is teeth, you know, I right, don't know. That's, that's that you, know, you grab the Ouija board, and anybody coming in there stealing no parts, they're not gonna have the same teeth missing you have. I mean, I can see if it was a full denture. <laughs> And then we find it in some piece of uh, steampunk art down the street in the art gallery, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, those little... Too those, funny. It's not, it's not good, it's not a good sound when the fairies come and steal stuff. I don't know. I don't know what kind of mission they were on, what they were trying to accomplish, but it really spoiled my life. It was another five years before I could save up for <laughs> By that time, I lost another two. <laughs> anyway, let me come out of Fairyland and read you a piece. Okay. So, okay. The second piece I'm going to read. The second piece I'm going to read is, um, yeah. Um, it's called, um, see, I wrote it today. Yeah, it is. Okay. It is called Swagalicious. Hey. I think it's very struggling. What happened? Oh. They're right on the same page. 
Hello? I got, I got a call. I take this call. Do you want me to come back and get you in a minute? Okay. We'll come back and bring Mama back in a minute. Let's go ahead and hold on her. Then we'll go ahead and grab our next caller. Area code three four. Gotta go. Gotta call. <laughs> Boy, we know where we we are a priority in that pecking order, don't we? Three four six. You are on the air. Good evening. It's Amelia T. Davis calling out of Houston, Texas. So you aren't going to, like, leave us hanging if the pizza boy shows up, are you? (laughs) Mama, good call, got to go. (laughs) Any man that come knocking at my door that's chocolate, I'm I'm dropping the phone and I'm going to see what he wants. (laughs) <laughs> pizza boy See I'm not I'm Telephone not picky All you have to be is wearing pizza and I'm good <laughs> Everybody been off the hook tonight uh, I love mama You know she she's really is a national treasure Oh my god she She really is amazing I have so much respect for her There's a I reason really we call do. her mama Yes, absolutely. She's all of our mamas, but I, you know, I just so love that woman and respect her. She's amazing. Um, so I had got involved with, with in into her um, poems. So um, I need a second because <laughs> I didn't have my stuff pulled up. I was like uh, just enjoying Mama so much. Um, so and. Brother O, uh, please tell us exactly what it is that you want us, to, what you want us to know about your opinion. Oh my goodness, that was phenomenal, Brother O. <laughs> um, and and uh, on that line, I got something. It's called um, <clears throat> political domination, physical reaction. I use the various symbols. Uh, well, you wouldn't see it, but there's symbols embedded in the um, the the title of this poem. I use the various symbols within the title in order to offer a visual to my content. We have power-hungry, divisive, absolutely no moral man seeking re-election. How could he guarantee a win to have complete control over the masses? What technique, what technology, what treachery could be employed to sit at the ultimate power seat? Absolutely. What materialistic functions could be embedded into the power play to ensure its success? How could more fully a division be implemented that would disassociate the masses, thereby controlling movement and commerce? In which way could a overpopulated, uh, in which way could overpopulation be decreased while mentally attacking the strong through fear of loss of life? This is a re-election year. 
was one of the worst human beings to ever sit in the White House. The medical and pharmaceutical industries are now devoted to the greatest profit margins and not actually curing or saving lives as was once the goal and standard. Overpopulated countries cannot maintain adequate food supplies. The need is greater than what can be accomplished. Reduction across the global economy will provide control and domination. A new world order to conquer and bring all citizens to their knees through disease. Killing the masses thereby which increasing the fuse power, strength, and monetary control. Test tubes filled with man-made toxic chemicals and poisons creating a deadly disease to wipe out the lesser of humanity. The time has run out. It's time to wake up to the evil that wants to devour your soul. The warning bells are ringing as the death tolls are rising. This virus, this pandemic is no accident or natural occurrence. Our world, our safety, our society, our strength and power Even our very lives are under attack by just a disease, not just by a disease, but by those that seek to dominate the earth. Wake up. Use precautions. Clean your environment, not just your hands. Wear the mask. Stand six feet apart so you won't find yourself six feet under. Please open your eyes. Humanity is under attack. Not only we not only must we fight the virus, but the attack of the power, control and domination. Turn from unjust, hateful, savage behavior, return to God, cleanse yourselves of unrighteousness and seek forgiveness from your sinful ways. The heavenly kingdom is allowing this plague so that his Children will repent and change their ways to restore prayer, worship, devotion, to humble ourselves before the great I am. Stay awake. Stay in prayer. Stay separate and sanitary. Please just live. Please fight. Please pray. Please love humanity. Musings of Amelia T. Davis, a.k.a. Poetical Angel Queen. And peace. Thank you so much, my dear. Appreciate that. Are we doing it's good to hear from you, huh? Thank. I was going to ask you: Are we doing two pieces or one? We can't. You can do two. Oh, okay. All right. So, thank you very much for the comment uh, regarding that poem. Uh, second poem is called "Human Chess." There are some people who live behind masks. They're actually monsters. They seem to be good, kind individuals. Look behind that mask and you'll find darkness. Refuse to be their pawn in this reality game of chess and they will rip you apart like a savage animal. That fussy friend or lover will turn into a monster before your eyes. All their wrong will be blamed on you. All their horrific deeds will be placed onto your shoulders. They plot and plan 
for years, decades ahead of time. So just as you wake up to their true identity, they can silence you. You scream and cry for somebody, anybody's help. All that can be heard is muffled moans. This is real. This is true. There are individuals, families, groups that thrive on heartache and pain. Hearts as black as coal. Evil pumps through their veins. I'm trying my best to warn all of you, but most especially the females. It is us they attack and attempt to destroy most of all. Please, please be aware. If it seems too good to be true, it probably is absolutely fake. Not heeding my words can lead to your loss of sanity, family, children, jobs, future, and life. Their goal is to destroy you. Everything you stand for, any love, care, compassion, anybody that has anything, any care for you, they will attempt to destroy it all. So they will come out smelling like roses and pleading themselves to be the victim. This is so insidious, creeping through your heart and soul while you're blinded by what you believe to be their love and devotion to you. Your Prince Charming just might be a demon with a well-constructed mask on. I'm begging you to watch out for the red flags. Too close, too fast, passionate, too fast, unbelievable stories that go beyond the reasonable. Please, don't judge by looks. Superficial images they want to portray. Look into their soul. Judge by their heart, not by what they say. Just be aware that there are actually monsters out there. I once didn't have a clue, and now I sing songs of heartbreak and regret. I look, in, I look to my Lord God, for only he can break these chains fully, setting his daughter free. Only Jesus, with the help of his human army of righteousness, will restore my life to the renaissance of joy. I know without a doubt that eventually my invisible chains will fall away and I shall fly into the true freedom only God can give, flying high into my new life as his beloved daughter, touching the sky with elation and thankfulness. So please learn the lesson of the path and pain and sorrow I have walked. Don't take my word for it. Look up a behavior called gaslighting, employed by narcissist psychopaths. Investigate this information for yourself. Just be aware. Be cautious. Musings of Amelia T. Davis, a.k.a. Political Angel Queen, and Peace. Fantastic job, sweetheart. Thank you. You are God very, very you. welcome. Much love. I'll try to be back next week. Awesome. All right, sweetheart. Be oh, safe and be oh, good out there. Can, what? 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 I yet yes. I I shall. I shall. I shall. Um, I've almost forgot. Uh, this is Amelia T. Davis. E M I L I A T. D-A-V-I-S or 
Poetical Angel Queen. You can find me on Facebook. You can Google me under Amelia T. Davis. You can find me just about everywhere under Amelia T. Davis. And 99% of the time, you can find me right here with Nyla every Thursday night. Okay, I did my spiel. Much love. Thank you, sweetheart. Fantastic job, honey. Thank you. Bless You're me. welcome. We'll talk to you next week. Yes, ma'am. All right, everybody. You are listening to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. Again, we are having some issues with our line, so if you are trying to call in, and you cannot get on, please listen for, are you getting that fast, busy signal? Just hang up and, and uh, try again. It'll let you on eventually. I'm going to check back with 216 Mama, see if she's done with her call and wants to come back on. Mama, are you there yet? No. Okay. I'm going to put her back on hold. I know she'll be upset if she doesn't get to read her second one, so we're going to check back with her in a minute. Let's go ahead and bring on area code 510. 510, you're on the air. Thank you. This is Dawn. Hey, Dawn, how are you, sweetheart? Slow and stupid. But <laughs> honest always say once that. in a while. And I am not on the air. I am in the air. The scent of sweat, unsweetened, rank perspire, unweakened. A punch to your nose in which I grow to cause, throw up, hear and respond to the call. Union, de-sweat the air with your members cocked, waving in freedom. Thank you. That's not a poem that I wanted to give, but I got so angry. Apologies. You never have to apologize, my dear. I have one poem. It's called Blind Circumstance. Okay. And I hope I read it slow enough so it can be understood. Blind circumstance. You picked up the dead stone of my heart with your right hand and threw me just so, so I flew above the surface of the lake of love. My dead heart kissed the lake's surface skipped until it finally plopped, stopped, only to deep drown in the once clear water of care and concern. All of me came to rest, compressed in the bottom water, and so I was unable to see you walk away from the lip of the lake towards the heavy conceit of asphalt and concrete. Come back to the lake and dredge me out and wash away the murky cover because I do not wish to remain in blind circumstance. 
and bold. That was incredible, Don. I have missed you so much, by the way. I have been so addled. I don't know. Sometimes I have difficulty. You know, that's what comes with mental illness. But it's not big. It's it's minimal. You know, uh, I take medication. The medication helps. But sometimes I am so befuddled that I cannot work things out. I have to talk to my cousin or a friend and get their ideas about what might be bothering me or becoming a difficulty. I would extend this to anybody. Sometimes you're befuddled. You don't know what to do. You have friends. Maybe you have not extended yourself to those friends before. Maybe risking extension and closer friendship is frightening. But sometimes it pays off. But sometimes it doesn't. So be of peace and thank you for letting me rant and reek. You are very welcome. Always welcome, Don. Thank you much. Bye-bye. Bye, sweetheart. Incredible. He sent me some of his books a few years back, and I was just looking at them the other day. Oops, I should not have done that. I just closed my chat with a text. Probably should not have done that. All right. If you guys are trying to call in, the number is 646-595-3965. We are having issues with the lines. If you can't get in, please keep trying. It will let you in eventually. We are starting the second half of the show now. Let me go ahead and get that announcement out for everybody. I'm excited. It's been amazing, you guys. Amazing show so far. So let's um, let's go ahead and bring on our next caller. Actually, let's check with Mama again. Mama, are you off your call yet? Mama, are you off your call? Does not sound like it. We're going to keep checking back with her because I know she's going to want to. I know she's going to want to read again tonight. So let's go ahead and put her back on hold. Let's grab seven three two seven three two. You're on the air. Hello. <laughs> hey, sweetheart. How are you? Just making sure you can hear me first before I start really talking. That's all, because I know sometimes we get a bad connection. This is sin, isn't it? Yeah. All right, good. You can hear me. Heavy metal poet. I can hear you. Coming from the Jersey Shore, coming to you live, where this weather sucks. But what? Why does it suck? What's it doing there? Oh, it's cold. Yeah, snow? it's rainy. Well, right now it's not rainy, but it's it's spotty. But yeah, when the weather, you know, when the warm weather pushes in, obviously it's going to be you know rainy. But no, it's it's bringing in the colder weather. They were even talking about snow the last day or so. Like what the hell? <laughs> I love snow. I'll well, take it. Send it to my house. Yeah. Once again, you can have it. 
But, I mean, well, that's more North Jersey kind of flurry, but I think that's over and done with. Like, uh, was it yesterday? We had a tornado that hit. Here. Go figure. But, um, yeah, the weather's all sorts of messed up the last couple days. But, you know, I'm closer to the ocean. where I'm one. I'm literally five minutes away from the ocean. So everything that really hits us becomes rain anyway, and it just pushes out, thankfully. But, um, except Sandy, that really sucked. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Hey, do we have time for two pieces? I got a shorter piece. Yes, you do. do. All right. Good, good, good. All right, well, I tried writing something about what's going on, but, you know, I kind of, like, write, you know, not really indirect about things. So I'll just let the words do the talk, and you tell me what happens here. Let me see. Let me see. All right, here we go. Raging intent, descent of man. Horizon encloses disclosure. Pleasures betray. Brightest sky turns gray, for the current is way too great. Hushes from broken whispers of stone lips. Time of forgotten regrets remains thereof when push comes to shove. Our freedom and its intent. What was meant? Broken, bent, but not dead. Decapitate, behead, impale what's left. Last breath of death, which speaks truth. Under the hush. Winds of time consume the blind. Winding away to open. Path of destruction. From our own corruption. Inversion we nail ourselves. Grayest skies from blackest hope. Our freedom has consumed us. Forsake what we're given. By living without listening. Spreading what not known of our time. Silence over moonlit shadow cast graves for the cure is our extinction. End poem. Absolutely fantastic. Well, I guess, you know, I'll put my own twist on it. Uh, <laughs> do you expect anything left? Um, but yeah, like, um, oh, I remember um, earlier you were talking about like the, almost like the comparison really to where people um, when they write compared to like, you know, what you want them to do right now as like a, like an experiment, I guess, you know, have them just, just write without even thinking about it. Remember that? Remember like you mm-hmm. said that earlier? Yeah. Yes. Um, pretty, I just wanted to let you know um, pretty much that's what I do. I don't even think about it. Everything I write, I write firsthand. I don't go back and rewrite. Whatever you hear comes out of my head the first time around. <laughs> so you need you need to embrace the word edit. In spoken word, doing that because you're writing what your brain thinks can be amazing. But it doesn't always, and I'm just using this as an example because I always hear people tell me I never edit my work the way it comes out just mm-hmm. like you just did. And when you do spoken word, when you're reading your word back, because you are, you're reading the way you think, the way you speak, you're writing the way you think mm-hmm. and speak, it comes out real well. But in the written word, it doesn't always work as well. So I always urge, because there are, there's lots of poems where I have two versions. I have a spoken word version, and I have a written page version. 
So if it's something I'm, mm-hmm. su- I'm submitting, I submit the written because it has all the things cleaned up in it that don't need to be there, like the what I call filler words, the ands, the thes, the you know. So those things don't yeah, always yeah. aren't always beneficial in a written poem, whereas well, they make a spoken one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I'm not I'm not saying that. I'm just saying because you brought that up, so it makes it kind of segues me into pointing that out to a lot of poets who mm-hmm. who don't go back and edit later. So I'm using well, it as a teaching tool. Because I love you. <laughs> in fact, in fact, I do have one piece. I did that, and it's like, okay, well, because as I as I write, I don't put in my he, she, or you know, as much. Mm-hmm. I think I think the only thing I I mean I know how to take like a you know like a whole paragraph and condense it into three sentences, and you know what I mean is like you know less is more, but um. I think the, for the most part, I'll put hour in a lot of my pieces because hour is my metaphor of like everyone that doesn't learn from our mistakes. But mm-hmm. I don't ever like, do, yeah, I don't do anything personal to myself. It's just, you know, you know, you, you well, you know my stuff. <laughs> but, um, I, no, do. I, I do. I do. Yep, yep. And everything I, I write down, I mean it. I do it intentional. <laughs> Because I'll go back and reread it to make sure I um it well it kind of make well it makes sense to me but you know my mind's corrupt anyway come on I live in New Jersey <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but I know nothing <clears throat> all right all right um the last five my second one's a little bit more lengthy but I'll read it to where you know it's fast all right this is my in fact out of my oh boy how old am I uh, almost uh, 35 years uh, well I'm, I'm 45 but the last 35 years I've been writing this is my most angriest piece ever and I've never read it to anybody so lucky you <laughs> okay <laughs> alright let's see how this goes uh, and normally I don't curse in any of my pieces but I got one piece in here and it just uh, it, I think it fits um it's called Dispatch. Inverted, converted, hidden within lie, sold souls, an unpaid toll, cannot hide behind, crushed beneath our well-being, hesitant to deny what's wrong, fear becoming shadows of the past, knowing it all along. In smite, we smile, enemies close, deceit through eyes of the damned. We are the enemy. That cannot see, dying on stolen land. Watching you, watching me, watch you back. Entities of death, raceless attack. No matter what flag residing under or what religion you chase, believe the threat is real. Our wake lays us to waste. Desire to live for tomorrow and reality never comes. The lust for death under our breath. Speak fire as we are the sun. Lines have been crossed, empires aflame, downfall is imminent by our own hand, misdirection, viral scam, beginning of the end. Forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. (laughs) Bullshit. We know exactly. Predetermined, egotistical, stubborn board, overrated, manipulative, Bible-humping, political, bullshit artists. Drain our money and time, welfare, well-being, exhaust our patience care in life, what we stride, how we confide, in division we live, believing the lies, in blood we fight, 
our namesake alive, breathing fire just to survive. People say society must change. People are society. In union, we must thrive, not the war pigs. We are one, a human race, broken up into races we use on each other. War is raceless, faceless, and successful at ending what you believe in. So again, no matter what you chase, where your place, what your space, or the sadness on your face, no one cares. If you don't, the threat is real. We are the threat. Reciprocal reflection of inverted desire to die is to live. Thank you. Yeah, I love the line in there. Oh, God, what was it? Oh, it just went away. It just went away. Uh-oh. It was in my head. I was holding on to it the whole time you were reading. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll give you a poem if you want. <laughs> it was a really great line, and now I can't remember it because you ended it, and it was like, oh, that's a great – wait, wait, what was that line? <laughs> Damn it. I hate it when I do that. It's okay. I, I I usually don't have any great lines. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, that's why I say write things down when you hear them because if you don't, if, when you think them. So if I'd written that line down like I normally do when I listen to you guys read, I would have been able to listen to the rest of the poem and not lost it. I wish I'd have written it down. Mm-hmm. What's it towards the beginning, middle, or end? Um, the middle, towards the middle end. Do you have that posted anywhere? I do. That's what I'm reading from. Yeah. Uh. Do, 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 do. A human race broken up into races we use on each other. War mm-hmm. is raceless, faceless. And war is faceless. War is faceless. I was, that's one of that's one of the lines that caught my, you know, because I think you know. Oh, it was a line that said where you said, um, "Forgive them, Lord, they know not what they do." Bullshit. I love that. Yeah. It's like bullshit. <laughs> they know exactly what they're doing. Don't no no. God, I I almost jumped up out of my chair and stood on my desk and jumped up and dad down and said, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I love that line. What? Forgive them, Father. They oh, know what, yeah. not what they do. Oh, bullshit. They know what they're doing. <laughs> yep. I loved it. Loved it. Okay, I'm done. Um, appreciate it. Yeah, no, I, I don't care. I mean, take it. I mean, I own everything I write, but, I mean, I'll, I'll give it to you. I mean, No, sure, no, I, I mean, don't. I, it's, your, it's, your right it. it's yours. It's yours. It's okay. <laughs> All right. I, just, well, I think that should be a bumper sticker. That should be on T-shirts. I would put that bumper sticker on my little adventure truck. Don't tempt me. I'll do Forgive it. Give them, Father. They know not what they do. Dot, dot, dot. Bullshit. Bullshit. <laughs> We're on the back of it. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. What do I have on here? I have a T-shirt that does say, because I don't really believe in all, you know, it's funny enough. Okay, a little, little side thing on the metal poet here. I used to be a cat. I used to be an altar boy. <laughs> Man, did I go in the opposite direction. So, yes, I know the Bible inside and out, Old Testament, New Testament. Hell, I used to have one in Latin, okay? So do I believe in all that? Nope. But I know it. So, I think um, we're aliens. <laughs> yep. I do. Oh, That's my belief. Man. I think we're aliens. I'm into the whole flying spaghetti monster thing, I think. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Pasta's bad for you. Yeah. No carbs. I'm not from a world of carbs. My my God is not a carb. 
Okay. Tell everyone how to find you, sweetheart. Yeah, the characters you see in Jersey, I can see where you're coming from. <laughs> you can see the people that live here. I'm, you know, <laughs> all my friends that are listening that live in Jersey, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, oh, man, don't go to Woodbine. Anywho, okay, um, not even, well, I live in Brick, so that's not really, you know, saying much. I love Brick, yes. Um, all right, please come find me. Make fun of me. Say something negative or positive or whatever. Um, yes, I am on Facebook. Um, Dennis, last name, I'll say it. Townsend, come find me. No, I don't have an H like Pete Townsend. Um, leave it to him to have that. Mine's, I don't, it's just without the H. Um, find me on Facebook or Crush Beneath Poetry. Um, that's my platform for, like, you know, upcoming shows, any local gigs or whatever. You can post your stuff on there. Uh, I do have a new uh, public figure site. Yeah, I'm a goofball. Uh, Heavy Metal Poet, come find me on that. And I was on my TV the other night, and I put it on YouTube, and I was just goofing around. And I never really said it on here, but I'll say it now. Find me on YouTube. You can just type in Crush Beneath Poetry or the Heavy Metal Poet, and a lot of my crap's on there. All my live readings, uh, drumming, live band performances, all sorts of good stuff. Well, not really bad stuff. Um but come find me anyway. Um, yeah, I don't know. Come by, say hi, comment, say I suck. Hey, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take anything, man. But no, I appreciate my time on on here. And you know, it's just I don't know how long I've been doing this with you. Um, how long yeah. have you been? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whenever I can make it on, I know I I don't come on all as frequent as, as I used to, but you know. Oh, um, and this coming, was it, the, 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 the next month on the 7th will be my first um, Crush Beneath Poetry virtual open mic. I'm going to try this on my, well, I did one last month with, with help of a friend because I don't know what I'm doing at all on the computer. Um, so this is my first time doing it on my own, and I'm probably going to screw it up because I'm not going to do it through the Zoom. I'm going to just do it live performing and just make everybody a co-host, whoever wants to do it. Um, so if you want to read yourself or anybody that's listening, crush me poetry on the, on the seventh, the live virtual open mic. Um, yeah, like I said, I have no idea what I'm doing, so. (laughs) It'll be fun. Make sure that you post it on my page, let people know the day it happens. Okay. All right. Will do. I appreciate it. And don't forget, send me that, uh, you know, send me a PO box. Gotta send you some cookies. I will do that. Thank you, sweetheart. I appreciate your time. All right, Hannah. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Cookies. I am the cookie monster. Cookies. (sighs) Okay. Our next caller comes at Mary Code 530. 530, you're on the air. 530, are you with me? Hello? Hello. Hi. Sorry, I didn't didn't hear the... um, I didn't hear the unmuted um, notification. <laughs> Normally it says that. But I'm like, so I'm like, oh, dirt for dirt. I'm talking with other people. I'm like, okay. It's being naughty tonight. Indeed it is. It's the internet. So, um, But hi, it's uh, Gabriel. How are you? I'm doing awesome. How are you, honey? I'm here. I'm here. Made it through another week. So, so yeah. It is very good yeah. to hear from you. You uh, and, and also... Um, it's good to be able to uh, be here um, again 
um, just following through on what I said I would do, and I'm just very happy that you're still here. Good to hear everyone still doing their thing. And uh, respect to uh, your last uh, last poet, um, you know, since I'm from Jersey too. So, so yeah. So, so shout out to uh, so you know, shout out to him, letting it out. <laughs> so, so yeah, give the regards to him. But uh, so, how have you been doing? I have been doing really, really crazy well. Going a little stir-crazy stir in the house, trying to figure out some escape I can make for the weekend up to the mountains or something like that. But other than that, things are going really good. Yeah, that I, yeah, that I can understand. So, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, ready, I'm ready for a road trip. <laughs> so, yeah, I hear you loud and clear. So, um, so, so the first piece I'm going to read, um, I believe I read this a few weeks back, but... Um, but I, I, I wanted to be able to uh, share this again, so uh, this will be one of two that I've got. Uh, title of this first piece is called Five Minutes Alone. Why don't you tell us what's on your mind? A moment of welcome serenity. This group of three doctors prepared to write my responses against the blind, legal-sized parchment. I was assaulted. I was attacked. And I was abused. My emotions become quantified. Light scribbles from the group's blue executive pen slow dance between the lines. Go on, they whispered. Some, some who were very close to my heart didn't believe me. They either looked away or they looked blankly at me, sometimes both. Heartache began to emasculate the currency of my words. The group's silence became a powerful tenor against their pens. What did you do, they asked. I was helpless. I was frozen and lost, screaming inside of my head to let this end. I just wanted to. No, they interrupted. What did you do? You responded, didn't you? You had control, and you chose to let it happen. How important is validation to you? Emotions can cloud up the actual reality in your mind. Isn't that why you're really here in front of us? Because you're simply at fault now looking for an out. My voice spoke in fractured dialect, and these vowels became victimized. These consonants coiled in its insanity. I screamed in silence. No words could escape. Just like that night, our five minutes are up, sir. Thank you for sharing. Good luck on your future endeavors, spoken robotically by two of the doctors. As they walked away, the third dropped their pen, looking gently at my moistened, angered cheekbones. You can't erase what's been done, but there is still power in this. Write these wrongs and know that I believe and believe in you. That's it. Phenomenal. It is so good to hear you reading again. It's been so long. Thank you. I appreciate it very much. You're very welcome. You are very welcome. Ah, so do so, me a favor, my darling. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. And no, I was going to say, I have one more. So, but okay, good. Awesome. Perfect. Okay. So the title of this, uh, this final one is called Dear Social Media. Dear Social Media, you began like anything else. A clean slate, new, shiny, kind of exciting. But now I've had enough of you. 
You see, you've corrupted the way we share our thoughts. You have drowned truth in its sorrow. You have turned facets of humanity into a pile of aborted traitors, aching to be heard within the glass house of their empty dreams. Fact checks became failed mammograms. Forty-two posts later, you still had nothing good to say. Likes and followbacks now a tainted facade. Friends lists have now become trademarked by Schindler. You created victims as they slit the throat of those who spoke with differences of opinion. Agree to disagree became the anthem of the cowardice mainstream. They had 42 retweets, which meant they were right. Validation became the drug of choice, and you, dear social media, are the naive dealer. Relationship status now set the faking it. You hate them, but you stay for the benefits. 42 vacation pictures in third world countries, but you never left the resorts. 42 posts on how to do makeup, but not on how to have a personality. Your activity is nothing more than a profile of monochromatic and filtered lies. But hey, look what your fucking cat did today in the living room while you were at work. Fragmented peasants speak in authoritative acronyms, and I'm mocked for speaking full sentences while I write my emotions with paper and pen. Children are now used as marketing tools to glorify pettiness. Emptiness swipes right and unattended innocence. Why is 13 the minimum age to bask in the glory of an infected misery? Why are grown adults allowed to make profiles of helpless, inno- of helpless infants and toddlers without their permission? Did they ask? to be auctioned to the cheapest data center? When did it reach 42 likes to cater to the pedophiliacs? The company you have invited here have done such great things for our culture. You're still convincing us that hunger still exists in America, yet look at how many humans feed off the unadvertised downfalls of others. Hunger? No. Flagrantly obese. That's why they're better at typing with their heads down than walking with their heads up high. So now I will report you, my dear social media, as inappropriate, flagged by the rest of us. You're not what you used to be. You say you've planted seeds, yet I see more thorns than roses. I see more blue-shielded bullets being fired. I see more tribulations. I see more messages to God, but his relationship status is set to complicated. So what have you done for us? What have you done for us? What have you done? You had some really, really good lines in there. It's probably one of the better pieces that I've heard dealing with um, the facade of social media. Great job on that. Thank you. You're very welcome. (laughs) That took a while. That took a while to put together. So, like you know, I, I like those uh, those sl- those slow burn those slow burn things. And you know, so like okay, I can't say this all immediately. It's gonna take a little while. I got that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you. You are very welcome. And do me a favor. Tell everyone how to find you. Okay. So, uh, best way you can find me on uh, my books are on Amazon. Uh, my newest book is called Matters of the Heart. And uh, yeah, just find it on Amazon. And uh, yeah. It's available for sale, and the fourth book is on its way, hopefully, later this summer. Very cool. All right, sweetie, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you, as always. (laughs) All right, we'll talk to you in a bit, hon. Thank you. All right, so we are going to go ahead and grab 
Mama real quick. See if she's ready to come back on. Are you there, Mama? Yes. <laughs> I know where I know where I am in the pecking order. It's like you're sitting here talking to me on the air, on the radio, to the world, but gotta call, gotta go. Quick. Like, wow. <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad that you're mama because you're about the only person that could do that where I wouldn't, you know, like re- really tease them. <laughs> yeah, that was my mom. My sister, my 90-year-old mother is with my with my sister, and when she calls, I'm always panicked to see her name come across because I'm thinking something's wrong with mom. Yeah, I, I yeah. Can't. I couldn't think fast enough to say, oh, no, she don't call that often. And most people know not the time is going you know, Thursday nights between 8 and 11. <laughs> so. But as I well know, and you well know, mamas do whatever they want. Yeah, my mom is 90 and been doing the crisis. I'm already kind of like upset because I can't see her. So, yeah, I didn't know, I didn't know what kind of call it was. That's but one of the hardest things not- about what's going on right now is not being able to go see somebody. You know, like I have... A daughter I would love to be spending some time with right now, and I can't because we can't go anywhere. We can't go see people. We can't germinate them. I told, <laughs> you know. I told my daughter. I told, I told my sister. I said, "I want to see mommy." I said, "Give me a video call." And she's like, "Don't look in the mirror." <laughs> and I said, "You know what? You're right." I said, "I said, I'm, I want to see her though. I don't want to see me looking like her." <laughs> Well, my best to your mother and your sister and your whole family, honey. Thank you. So You're this welcome. poem is for the, this poem is for my self esteem. I'll read this one and pick my self esteem back up. It's called Swaggerlicious Woman. Swaggerlicious means that I look delicious. Which means when you see or hear me coming, you choose to love me or react and start running. Because my style is dope. Most are threatened. Some are glad to be in my presence and in the presence of my swag. Every noble soul adores me as they see themselves within my style. Some will find my blemish, point them out, and call me finished. But, baby, there's not much anyone can do when this old lady comes through. My swag is like a layer cake sundae, coconut, ice cream, strawberries, nuts, spooned deep. Layers and layers of swag. Swag. Intellectual, cultural, political, humorous, or analytical. Spiritual. Age is but a number that made me wiser and richer. So when I appear and you are filled with good cheer, enjoy me while I'm here. Remember that that day that you tasted my swag. You licked my mind's eye. That was creative mentality. Mentally delicious. Get a taste of all of me. Buried in these layers is the young and innocent me, the funny me, the disappointed me, the other me, 
Jesus, in me lies the overcomer, the mother, the dancer, the drummer. Inside lies the fashionista, the mamacita, the creator, the hustler, the lady, the teacher, the jewelry maker, the rock collector, and the cookie baker, the wife or the widow, the unwilling concubine. The treat that was so delicious. So I know you don't mind to tell me lovingly or even say it twice. Mama Oladeji, you are politically, metaphorically, beautifully, deeply layered, swagalicious. In peace. <laughs> swagalicious. You get kudos just for using that word. Yes. I said you get kudos just for using that word. Swagalicious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> thank you. That's You're my, very welcome, my, Mama. That's my, my self-esteem picker up. <laughs> I am swagalicious. I'm going to have to borrow that someday. It's okay. My daughter is swagalicious, too. Deeply <laughs> layered. Come in layered. You you got basically the same type of depth depth, you know. We both like rocks and stuff, you know. A lot of things we do other than just poetry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I had two stores. I used to design clothes. I got people st- come on Facebook still wearing clothes I design. So what are you doing now, Mama? Now, um, I am basically trying to just stay alive, like, you know, try to stay healthy, taking my vitamin E, vitamin E, taking my Caladio Silver, shake, 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 Caladio Silver, taking my three, D3 vitamin, 50 milligram, vitamin D, taking my Vitamin C, my. So basically, you're hanging out with the alphabet in more ways than one. (laughs) My zinc, my engineer and golden field. Shake, 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 hear that? Engineer and golden field. And we already did the Claudia Silver. Oh, the one that begins with the M. Mama? I meant more literally than than generally. Like, what are you doing right now, right now? Do you want to hang out with me for a little bit on the show? Oh, oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, I will. Okay. Okay. All right, well, we're going to bring on another caller, okay? Okay. And then, but your home, before we do that, your homework is to write a poem about that list of pills. Yeah. <laughs> minerals. Minerals. Minerals and vitamins. Yes. Okay. I will. All right. Thank okay. you. Okay. All right. We're going to bring on area code 832. 832, you're on the air. Hi, Nela. Hey, Oma. How are you, sweetheart? It's good to hear from you. I'm here with Mama tonight. Yes. I was. I have been hearing that, and I really thank you for, you know, for giving us this kind of opportunity to be able to speak as well as share what we think about and I enjoy listening to everyone. 
Oh, I love you so much. I'm so glad you're here. It is always and great when you're that, able to show up. You know, Noreen has reminded me when I almost forgot that are you guys going to be there or something of a that sort. She was mentioning it on uh, Facebook, and then I suddenly remembered, oh, today is not Wednesday, it is Thursday. Until Wednesday, I remembered that tomorrow is going to be Thursday. And the Thursday morning, for some reason, I'm still hanging in Wednesday, or maybe it is Friday. <laughs> Uh, well, as long as you get here, we're good. Yep. But but I I know <laughs> what you're talking about. I'm there often. <laughs> okay. Um. Uh, I do have a poem, and I was working on it. And last few lines, I think I still haven't finished them. But doesn't matter if I can go ahead and read because unless I'm coming here, it is I'm. Oh. I kind of think about writing, but I won't be motivated to write. And here it's like a classroom. And if I don't do my homework, let me quickly do it in the back bench. I'll be sitting down and jotting down all the answers and quickly making sure that, you know, I have a make-believe poem that I can call it a poem. (laughs) (laughs) I have something just to say, so to say. Here it is. It is like a cloud, like ether, which is all pervasive. Why does it proliferate so much so that hundreds of thousands are being lost and never coming back to their families, loved ones, near and dear? May you all stay against stamina to withstand the terror as you practice cleanliness, social distance, as well as keep your cool. Life, we all know, is a gift of the day that one day it returns to the maker to get rest from the humdrum. To be continued. <laughs> I love that. To be continued. Mama, you want to comment? The real stone get past this. Is that what? Is that what the message is? Just, just try to stick with the, go with the flow until it's over. The humdrum. Mhm. That's a good message. To get rest from the humdrum and from the day-to-day things, you know, they suffered all their lives. Yeah. It's they had been good. They have done their part, and now they are dear to God. So He's calling them back, perhaps. You know, what? I think so too. I really think so. As a matter of fact, it's like who is more blessed—the ones that get to leave, or us that's left behind? <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be that blessed. I'll stay here. Uh, it's not. Yeah. It's, it's just. At this point, we don't even know because, like I'm saying, what's left here now, if it gets any worse, I know I don't want to be the drag. That's funny. Uma, that was fantastic. I'm so glad that you called in tonight, honey. Thank you so much. I know I haven't done my homework well, but this time I will. 
Well, anytime you show up, it's perfect. Wait, Mama, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was saying thank you for making us think. You know, I really mm-hmm. enjoyed you know, a, a kind of a different approach to the situation. Thank you. All right, Uma, do me a favor, honey. Tell people how they can come find you. Hi, uh, my name is Uma Pochampali. I have a poetry page um, that I call uh, Uma Pochampali. I'm not sure what I call it. Uh, <laughs> I have a paragraph that I can post on your page today. And for everything, thank you so much and appreciate it. Yes, please do post that on my page. And thank you so much, Uma. Appreciate you, honey. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye, Mama. Bye, sweetie. <laughs> okay. Our next caller, Mama, comes from area code area, comes from area code 863. 863, you're on the air. Uh-oh. Let me turn this down. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I've missed that. I've missed that so much. Because before, cause before I, I, I um, turn it down beforehand, this time I just forgot. <laughs> That's Noreen. I'll plug in. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Okay. So, Mama's here with me tonight, Noreen. Um, hello, Mama. And, 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 um, and, and um, I apologize. I didn't get to um I was there last night on on that show listening but when um when I punched it all in well I guess it was too late cuz right there toward the end and I'm sorry uh, I saw your note but as long as you got to hear me I'm happy yes. I was happy that you were there thank yes. you so much for coming You welcome mm-hmm. How did I do You did really great phenomenal Thank you You welcome well, Thank you well what deserved. You got for us today? Okay. You, what you, you got for us today? Okay. Um, I got one from um Gary. It's called a magician's love. The magician's what? Love. Magician's a, love. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. The violin hears as I bow, forever drawing it to and fro, never-ending cycle, like tunes of practice done just right. The violin rests, no more sound. Skies darken, and the, the night settles down as I leave a wanton wanderer full of thoughts. It makes no difference if it's sweet or hot. The fictions of probability is what I see to embellish a spellbound dream for me. The end. Gary mm-hmm. was such a... Did you say embellish a spellbound dream? Yes. That's a word play right there. Embellish a spellbound dream. Yes. Wow. Mm-hmm. Gary was an amazing writer. Yes, he, he is. I mean, his poems are incredible. Yes, I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Embellish amazing. a spellbound dream. Mm-hmm. That's poetic. That line right there just. It just took well with me right there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Are you going to read one of yours, Noreen? Uh, yes. Um, this is one of my older ones. I wrote this back in 2018 in November. This is called I Am Sorry. 
Okay. I don't think I ever read this one. Okay. Um, I am, I'm sorry that I couldn't stop you from having a stroke. I'm sorry that I couldn't make you walk. I'm sorry that I couldn't force you to go to the doctors. I am sorry if I failed you. I'm sorry that I can't make you your pain go away. I'm sorry that I can't, I couldn't take you home. I'm sorry I'm not strong enough to pick you up. But I won't apologize for being your wife. But I won't apologize for being me, the one who is in love with you forever and more. The one who became your wife on February 4th, 2008. The one who is beside you every step of the way on our journey. The one who won't go away. The one who is your teddy bear darling. Wait, the one who is your teddy bear darling. The one who is your best friend, wife, lover, partner. Your teddy bear darling. And I am proud of you. We're a team, husband and wife team. And I wouldn't want it any other way. And oh, God knows that I love you, my teddy bear darling, forever and more. The end. Noreen, that was beautiful. Well, yeah, and I, I, I didn't lose a husband, but I lost someone I was very close to, and I, I understand fully the part, you know, where you're talking about, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, because in your mind you you sit there and there's, you know, if I could have, if I, if I just have done this or if I could have done that, you know, and yes. it, it really tears us up when we do that, you know, but at the same time, it isn't so much talking about our shortcomings as talking about what we would have been willing to do for love. You know, you know, I wish I could have done this. I wish I was strong enough to have picked you up because I would have. And I think that's the yes. real message in that is, you know, I'm sorry I couldn't pick you up because I would have. Yes. And that's the positive side of that message that you always need to remember, that you are willing to. You are willing to pick him up, and that's a yes. beautiful and amazing thing. Such a great, great poem and expression of your love for your husband, honey. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Thank Mama? you. Mama? Well, it's just it's just the wish that is not really your responsibility, but you wish it anyway. There's really yes. nothing you can do. Nothing you can do but just go inside of your shelf and say, What could I have done differently that maybe could have prevented this from happening? Mm-hmm. It's not your fault. Love is still there and love will never die. Yeah. That's yes. all you have to hold on to. And the thing you need to remember, Noreen, is you stood beside him every single step of the way. Yes. You yeah. you did more than most people ever do, and I know he knew every single every single second he knew you were there with him. Yes, and right. Appreciated and loved because you guys are just amazing. You are, you are the epic love story that I've ever known. So mm-hmm. and just this, and this, she, has, she has her books. She has oh, her books. Mm-hmm. With, her the books with their love story in it. And yeah, it's immortal. You guys are immortalized. Yeah. Through your words, wow. through your love, through the people mm-hmm. that you've touched. Tell yeah. us how to find you and how we can find those books, Noreen. Okay. You can find our books, um, Two Hearts and One, The Hour of Truth and, Ref- and Reflections of Our Inner Beings on Amazon.com. And you can find um, us on Gary and Noreen Snyder.wix.com front slash poetry. 
and then you can um find um Gary on um uh, facebook.com you can find him on reverbnation.com and you can find um um him on um poetrypoem.com and um and you can um you can find him on facebook.com um Okay, and he's also Googleable and Googleable. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he is. And how about yes. you, my love? Okay, um, you can find me on ReverbNation.com, Facebook.com, PoetryPoem.com, and you can find us on at Gary and Noreen on Code-Fi.com. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And, and, and what are you And here? I'm also Googleable and Googleable. <laughs> <laughs> there we okay. are. There it is. All right, Noreen, I want to thank you and Gary both for helping sponsor the the 2020 uh, broadcasting license for the Speakeasy Cafe. This, we love both of you, and you know, I know with everything going on right now, that 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 wasn't an easy thing to do. It's never an easy thing to do. You know, no. is reach in your pocket and give up money. But you know, I just want you to know, I appreciate you guys so much for for doing that again this year. We love you. Okay. Okay. Thank you, and we love you too. And and um. And I want to thank all the other sponsors too, who sponsored the the, um, the, the show, that um, and who, that we have a, a venue for us poets. And thank you, uh, thank all the um, hosts. Thank and thank you, um, Nyla and and um, Michael Quigg and Christopher Ryan for um, and and you too, um, Mama, for um, uh, hosting the show. So uh, we have for for us poets, we have a venue. Sorry, I got it mixed up. Okay. <laughs> perfectly fine, sweetheart. Okay, thank you. Thank you, honey. And we'll Bye. talk You're to you next Bye. week? Yes, I'll be here next week. Okay. Okay. Bye, Noreen. Okay. Oh, and, and, and can I say something to Mama real quick? Of course. Okay, uh, Mama, you, um, I, 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 need your, um, I need your mailing address because you won the last one of, the, of that port. Um, uh, okay. Oh the um the oh my mind went blank. Oh the raffle drawing. Uh, I'll put it in your private chat. Okay, okay. And um and also and um oh yeah, that's okay. Um th- thank you. <laughs> thank you. Okay. You okay, you're welcome. All right. Thank you, Noreen. Love you, honey. You're welcome. Okay, okay we love you too. Bye bye. Okay, see you later. Okay. All right. Our next caller, Mama, comes from area code 585. 585, you're on the air. Hey, uh, are you, am, am I there? You are here. Hey, Mr. Curry, how you doing? Hey, Mr. Curry, how are you, my love? Oh, we're getting by. We don't have much to do. All we have to do is, like, breathe the air and eat the food and stay home. So <laughs> that ain't hard to do, you know. Not very hard to do. Not terribly mm. inspiring. Uh, not terribly inspiring, but I, I don't know. Um, a lot of thoughts of what the right things to write about come to you, and it's not, you know, it's not necessarily all about the pandemic. It's just that your mind is like free of of, of the usual stuff because you don't have to do it, and uh, all kinds of stuff comes in. So we'll see if uh, if the output is any different. So, I uh, need to start getting out of the house in order to save my house from me. Because I am 
you know, I, I always talk about we're, you know, we're not just poets, we're creative people. You know, and for me, yep. it's like super amped on steroids because I... I'll sit there and I, I get bored. It's like, okay, I'll start this project. Well, then I'll start this project. I think I'll paint that wall in my bedroom, so I move everything in there. Wait a minute, I need to clean out my closet first. So then I throw out my clothes all over my bed, and it's like, you know what, I should really clean out this closet here. And so I take everything out and put it on the floor, and it's like, wow, what's in this drawer? And I open that drawer, and it's like, I didn't even know I had those. I want to look through those. So I set those out on the table, and my house is just a disaster. The more you yeah. you think that that if you have time in your house, you know I hear all these I see all these people and I hear messages, you know all I'm doing is is cleaning and I'm cleaning this and I'm cleaning that. It's like I'm trying to, but it's just piling up worse. <laughs> the more I try to make it look pretty, the bigger the mess I'm making. <laughs> the trick the trick is not to, to allow yourself to get overwhelmed because once you get started on it, you start to realize how busy life has been and how much you did procrastinate mm-hmm. about. How much you did put aside for later, later, later never came, but now it's now it's later, and it's later for See, all. See, for me, it's like I'll be in the family room and I'll think I need a cup of coffee, so I'll start to walk to the kitchen. But on the way to the kitchen, I'll see the the dog's bun on the floor, and it's like oh, I need to throw that away, so I'll pick that up. When I pick that up, I know, happen to notice that underneath the thing there's dust bunnies, so it's like oh, I need to get the vacuum cleaner. So I go to get the vacuum cleaner. When I'm getting the vacuum cleaner, I notice the hallway lights off, and so it's like I need light bulbs. So I go out to the garage to get the light bulb, but then I notice that I've got those those bags of uh, peat moss sitting there, and those really need to go out in the backyard, and that's what happens. <laughs> I never get my coffee. Right, but now that, you know, well, well, let's be fair about this. That <laughs> part of that was you you, okay? Because if <laughs> anybody who just heard what you just said couldn't even think of that, that many things in that span of quickness that you just said it, let alone think of it. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's because it's muscle your, memory. I, I know my day. <laughs> I wish I lived around the corner because, you know, I can brew a pot of coffee. I got lots of stuff that needs an energetic to help inspire it to get Wow. Too many projects uh, doing too many things. So what you got for us, love? Well, let's see. Um, I don't know. Let's see. I got this thing. So my, this, is, this is for, uh, this is for a, a woman who... Reveals that you stepped into her dream. She didn't want to tell the whole thing, so she tells it that, like as a second, an allegory. <laughs> she just says words that should, you know, tell you the whole story. And uh, this is a short poem called "In the Telling." It's in the telling. Boy, words toy with truth. Unsaid, the submission, the heat, the taste. Of a dream dissipating in morning's light. It's in self, in nothing denying no longer. Supple contraction in the leash that gent coats, submission, heat, and rule takes. Last night's dream unleashed now, set free. It's in the challenge. As morning light, gentle dew, brings the dream forth to bloom and palm. Wow. Mama, you want to comment first? Well, I'm just so happy to hear Doug. I'm always contacting him. I never get no feedback. I love his work. He probably doesn't even know. I mean, his work to me is like a a male Maya Angelou. He's just like down with the old poets, like Renaissance poets. I I I just love his work. He can just 
he just will woo me anytime. I love his voice, his work, his attitude towards the poetry, his delivery, everything. Um, he's, he's special, you know. He is. And wooer is a good word for him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, listen, yeah, I just, I'm not arguing with any of that because everything you're saying makes me feel good, so I'm good with it. <laughs> <laughs> Am I wrong, Mama? Is wooer not a good word for him? Said, I'm going to write more Ooh. love poems. That's Ooh. the way it's <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I love sometimes that he has, like, a lot of, um, like, he takes me to where where we poets used to go and, and, and hang out in, in the old coffee houses and stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. And, um, and he takes me to an era. Mm-hmm. And the appreciation, the appreciation that he has. Like you can hear bits of history, you know where poetry came from and how it developed, and I'm just crazy about it. So I agree. I'm, I'm like I'm like the mother that your child is on the stage and you know you don't want to be giving your opinion because you know you're biased. So <laughs> that's how I, that's how I am about Doug. I have to thank you. I feel so encouraged by by two of. Let me tell you real quick something that we did here. Now, I'm up in upstate New York. I'm in Rochester, New York. So with the pandemic, there's a a group on Facebook that you will be able to find if you were interested in finding. And it's W-O-C apostrophe art, A-R-T, Women of Color Art. And they are not just a Facebook group. They are a local group of women writers and artists. This this area is rich with this. And... um, they have a, a space that they use and they put on shows and they go from there forth to support and, and bring out other women and other artists who happen to be men as well. Uh, so they put together and sponsored a COVID-19 COVID uh, telephone on Zoom because a lot of the poets, you know, in this area, there's people that, that make a good piece of their living from doing performances and, and doing stuff. So, with you know, with this, they're getting hit really hard. So they, they did a telephone. Uh, artists supporting arts. So they had, like, I don't know, 30 hours. And uh, so we got a half hour each. And we, you know, got in front of our computer or whatever device we had to project ourselves onto this telephone. Uh, so it was recorded. It was uh, last Thursday and Friday. And if you go to WOC Art on Facebook, um, they, you know, since it was such a so many hours, they have it in segments. My portion of it was in segment number two, in part two. Um, and I just invite you all. They raised, we raised $30,000. And uh, if you ever tried to raise money on Facebook, for your birthday or for, you know, when when you have the opportunity to try to raise money for a cause, you realize that well-meaning people don't always have money to help other people. And this thing raised $30,000 so that artists could just apply for a grant in good faith. You know, my, you know, my rent's due and I need this or, or, you know, this happened and I need that. You know, I happened to have been fortunate not to be in that situation, so I performed on the show, but then I also contributed so that some people who needed could have it. So we're all very proud of each other for what we did there, 
and invite everybody to come and have a look at it. In fact, I may bring it, you know, like now I can bring at least piece a piece of it or links to it over to your site. And people that would be awesome, it. please. Yeah, because it was every type of art. You know, there were people who just had testimonies to give. There were people who uh, were health people, okay? There were singers and there were poets and actors and all the people that we kind of associate with. We all came together and did this. And maybe you can hear I'm really proud of what we were able to do. Wow. Oh, could you send me the link? So I can yes, okay. I'm, can you just send me the link to my a private chat, and I can just go straight there and listen? Absolutely, and I think I think my mom it would be a good group for you to be familiar with, and have them be familiar with you as well. Both of. Oh wow, that sounds so exciting. Okay, yeah, well, yeah. send me send me the plain link because I'm not good at trying to find find uh, link. Just send me the straight link, and I'll just click on it. Okay, I can do that. I can do that. Wow, wow, that's that's amazing. That is amazing. Yeah. It just Thank shows you, Doug. People, you know, if if, if somebody, it, it's just amazing that they thought of it. Because once they thought of it, you know, we're in, a, in a, an environment where we all have worked together and and you know, brushed shoulders together enough that of course we would do something like this to help each other. So once somebody mm. thought of it. And it took the bold step forward. Everybody else fell in, and everybody saw it as an opportunity. Oh, it's an opportunity to get in front of our peers and get in front of everybody. And it was wonderful. It was wonderful. Wow. At the drop at it, they said, "Let's do it again tomorrow." Okay, I'm with it. Okay. <laughs> if you watch it, you get the heavy thing. <laughs> that's how. That's wow. How they you know, that self-consciousness about, well, I don't really do this. I, nobody cares, man. Go do your thing. Do your thing and do it for the right reason. <laughs> oh, you guys. That's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It is, yeah. Definitely make sure you put that on my page. Certainly. Certainly. So good to talk to the two of them. All right. Sweetheart. Tell everyone how they can find you, honey. Go ahead, Mama. Well, sorry. No, I was just thanking them. That was just amazing. Yeah. Well, yeah, and, and and you know, I'm gonna make sure that this that this event is available to you, you know, so that if you have okay. if you have enough and you have some time, you want to see what the artist in another place from where you are might be doing. This would be a good chance to do it. I'll be glad was, to do was that. Was was Robert was Robert Gibbons on there? I'm sorry. What's that? Robert Gibbons out of New York, was he a part of that? No, no. We're in upstate New York. We're in Rochester. Oh, uh, okay, okay. You know, Rochester so how's, how's right, the... right between Buffalo and Syracuse. So we're up towards, almost towards the Canadian border. So you're not you're not having the same problem with the virus like, like it is in regular yeah, parts of New York? Every, no, everybody's, everybody's having a problem. Everybody's okay. having Okay. But, you know, the more dense your population, the more acute the problem can be and the faster it's going to spread because, you know, you can't get away from people in New York City. My brother's a train operator. Where's he going? He got to go to work. Wow. Wow. So far, so Oh, so Rochester is not as bad as you're saying, not as bad as uh, uh, up in Manhattan. No, not even In New Jersey? Yeah, but see, that 
That's, New Jersey that's... might be New York. The only reason you live in New Jersey is so you can work in New York. Okay. That's all. Got New Jersey is a New York yeah. suburb. Okay. Well, thank you but so York, much. I'm excited. New York is dense like that. Okay. Well, you always wait till Thursday to come through every now and then. What are you doing? Where are you, are you still on your radio station? Yeah, I'm doing all that. Listen, I got listen. Um, now, even though they won't let us walk in the studio now, because they they really down to the skeletal staff. Uh, they're doing reruns of my shows, which is fine with me because now I get to sit and listen to them. And once you have a show that aired last year, somebody hears it this year, it's like making old things new, right? So uh, yeah, well, they're much new to me because I, I haven't had a chance to hear them. Right, and even for the people that listen every week, I mean, you know, it's been a year. They, you know, uh, so yeah, I'll I'll get I'll get all that information to you. As it stands, okay. we're we're okay. rerunning program Friday night, Blacks and Blues at night at um, wrur.org dot o r g or w i t h radio dot o r g. That comes on ten o'clock New York time, ten o'clock Eastern time for three hours. I'm sorry. 9 o'clock Eastern Time for three hours from 9 to midnight. And then on Saturday, we're also still able to run uh, encore presentations, as we call them, in Chicago out of WDCB.org. That's a one-hour show, uh, 10 o'clock Chicago time. That's 11 o'clock Eastern Time. It's part of a 10-hour blues package that begins at 7 o'clock Eastern Time. I'm Central Time, 7 o'clock Central Time, and runs all the way through the next morning for Blacks and Blues from 10 to 11. Uh, my name is Doug Curry, so I'm on the Facebook under my name, and I'm also uh, on my favorite place is uh, allpoetry.com under the name Manchild, M-A-N-C-H-I-L-L-D, 99, and I'm around. You know, I'm staying in the house, but I I might write a little more. You know, it's like you know, sitting and talk to myself long enough, and I say that that sounds pretty good. You'll put that on paper. Yeah, the reason I don't really come to the show is I can never remember the call letters or how to get there. So I also post that too. We'd like to come over and listen to that too. Okay, I'll get you the info. Uh, good. All right. I'm glad everybody seems to be doing well. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, sweetheart. We'll talk to you next week, honey. Okay, Mallory. Thanks, Ray. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> All right. We have two more callers to bring on. Next caller is area code 419. 419, you're on the air. Hi, Nala. Hey, sweetheart. How are you doing, honey? I'm, I'm good. How about you? I'm <laughs> doing wonderful. Mama, you know who this is? I don't recognize the voice. Uh, do you remember when you and I were talking on the air one night and I told you that this guy was really gorgeous and needed to go check out his page? And there was a picture of him all dressed up to the nines standing by a bus. <laughs> Mr. Melvin. <laughs> how, how you doing, sweetheart? I'm doing good. How about you? Good. What were you going to say, Mama? I was going to say, I don't think I recollect. <laughs> Oh, I made him go back, and I I told on us, and he went back and listened to the uh, listened to the show after after the facts because he wasn't there that night. So uh-huh. yeah, 
Mm-hmm. Right. Left. Okay. So, Ashley, well, let me, uh, what you go got ahead. for us today? Uh, well, you know, I have to listen to the show. I thought about, uh, you know, um, what I would read. And, uh, so I wrote a poem. It's called, What Would You Say? What would you say? Yeah. So here it goes. What would you say if I called you baby? If I told you that I love you maybe, what would you say? What would you say if when I am near, you looked into my eyes and it became clear that within my heart I hold you so dear? What would you say? What would you say if each time you speak, my body trembles and my knees get weak? With this affection I have for you leak, what would you say? What would you say if, if we were to kiss? I wonder if you would feel the same bliss. The way that I feel, would you feel like this? What would you say? What would you say if I told you maybe? Put my arms around you and called you baby. Said I love you more each day. Whisper to me softly. What would you say? In poem. So can I answer that? I would say lucky me. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one you started to read last week when the show cut off and I didn't get to hear it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Go ahead, Mama. Uh, I'm sorry. No, I was just saying I thought it was a rhetorical question, but still, you know, neither one is it. You get in on it. <laughs> <laughs> you know me. Give me an inch, I'll take a mile. <laughs> That's That's really a nice poem. It reminds me mm-hmm. of like. Like the the um, poems, like jump back, baby, jump back. Uh huh. Yeah. Yes. Like, what it made you, me what think of check say? the box, yes or no. <laughs> what would you say? <laughs> what would you say if yes. I did this? What would you say? Jump back, baby, yeah. jump back. That's old school. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it kind of reminded me of, but it was still cool. It was really cool. Yeah. I mean, that's why I like it. it reminded Thank me you. Of the, yeah. And I don't know what you're talking about, so I'm going to have to Google it now. Jump back, baby, jump back. <laughs> that's one of Paul and Dunbar's uh, uh, poems that was really uh, in dialect, but it was, um, uh, you know, like him using that phrase over and over again. Like he was using, what would you say if I did this? What would you say if I did this? And he would like come on and say, so and so and so and so and so and so and jump back, baby, jump back. You know, like it was kind of like. Well, good. I don't feel so bad because I was thinking it was a song or something that I should know. No, it's a poem by Paul and somebody. Jump back, baby, jump back. But it reminded me of him. What would you say? What would you say if I walked up on you and tried to do this? Or what would you say? What would you say? You know, it's like the <laughs> <laughs> only person that would have answered it would have been Nyla. So <laughs> he was like, I'm just, come on, baby. Come on with it. <laughs> oh, well, 
was, can I, I say? Was, I was expecting an answer from that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm shameless. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> As Popeye well, would say, I am what I am. <laughs> that's what, what po- poetry is supposed to do, excite you. So it, you did mm-hmm. your job, son. <laughs> All right, my sweetheart, do me a favor and tell everyone how they can find you. Uh, Yes, you can find me uh, on Facebook under Melvin Douglas Johnson, and I'm also on YouTube um, under the same name, Melvin Douglas Johnson, and I'm on All Poetry under Mel Jamar. That's M-E-L-J-E-A-M-A-R. Perfect. All right, hon, we'll talk to you next week, okay? Okay. Thank you. Perfect. And thank you, by the way, again, for being one of the sponsors for our 2020 season. That was my pleasure. Thank you, hon. Thank you, Elvin. All right. Thank you. All right. right. We have 11 minutes left and one more caller. We're going to do this. 984, you are on the air. No way. Yes way. 11 minutes. Man, I love this. I I have to call in like the last caller every fucking time I call in to your show. This is great. <laughs> Seriously. Send us out with a bang. How you doing, Glenn? I am fantastically doing fantastic, you know. You know, all these people are doing like doing fantastic. He's fantastically uh-huh. doing fantastic. Hey okay. mama, how you doing, girl? Hey baby. He's fantastically doing fantastic. Okay, I got it. So, you got a notion you want to dance with me. I like it that way. You let your guard down. I never will, but I promise. I'll never take advantage when I'm holding you tight like no one ever has. So you want to read the book I've never written yet. As long as you're in the last chapter on the last page. I'll give you that. I like the way you paint. A future of us together. Colors brilliant. Like ones neither of us have ever seen. I like when you listen to my song. Volume up. Because that's the way it's supposed to be. Hear every melody. Like no one ever has. Mm Mm-hmm. I like when you play my song, the song of the last dance. So you want to take a chance on me? Come on, baby. It's called the song of the last dance. My name is Gustav. Thank you very much. Mama, you want to comment first? Mama, are you there? Mama's like wet in her jeans right now. We lost Mama. She's gone. Oh, that's too bad. She's she 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 probably was doing fantastic, fantastic, and just had her. Like, <laughs> you made her made her faint, and she hung up. Ah, no. we'll, we'll see if she comes back on. I'll unmute her, but I will watch for her. Don't, yeah, she's yeah, she's gone. Don't give me all that role. Yeah. <laughs> but I I will I will lead you out with this one, okay? So this okay. is like a this is going to be like a, um. This is going to be something like uh, very dexterous, okay? And um, women and men 
are going to hate it or love it, but it uh, says a lot about uh, the tribal, is it tribal, not tribal, but I should say trivial existence of the two two species trying to accumulate together, okay? But it goes like this. I ran the stoplight. Four cars hit me from every direction. My head fell into a delirium, the arrogant word. I must hate myself now. Why, God, why? I realized that the stop sign turned into a go. Oh, myself, I must be free. I did the devil caress the snake. Turned, looked at myself into the mirror, found my body beautiful. Into that motherfucker in the face of your mind. When you said, bitch, don't talk, shut your lips. If you think I'm weak, I got this weapon. Bring it on. Charcoal. Black, white. Every realism. Him. Keep your distance. My eyes sear. I'll do both sides. Get along. You make me feel ashamed for the, my decisions. Make me hide my face. Make can't love myself. Well, I am fertile, and I'll make babies. They're just like me. I'll propagate another me who will behave as insightful. I'll turn out men who will want every red light for me. I won't have to hate, love myself. I'll live for my child right now. Bring it on. I'll give my soul, yell at myself into the interior of the night, into the soul. Tell myself, I'm not weak. Oh, do not tell. Oh, God. I have to save me from myself. Fuck it. I'm just going to kill myself off. I'm Eve. Then beat down. I'll work it out. Oh, there goes the garden you promised me. I got fucked up, ran every red light. Never stop, crash at every stop sign. Bring it on. Adam and God, if I'm gone, what do you got? You really fucked Lilith around. Two strikes, you're both sucking dick. It's called Bring It On. My name is Glenn Still. It's all a fantastic win of that. I love the way you just end it so matter-of-factly. You start with that warning and end it matter-of-factly. Fantastic job on that, sweetheart. I've really been enjoying reading the things that you've been posting, and and it's been nice. Man, when you go, it's time to love me before. I know, right? When I'm not cleaning out my closet or getting lost under my bed, my house is a rabbit hole, I Mm. swear. I bet your house is clean as fuck right now. No, actually, right, right now it's very cluttered because I keep no because I keep trying. It's like, oh, I'm going to work on this project. Oh, I think I'm going to make some quill pens. Oh, I need to do this costume thing over here. Oh, I need to clean out this closet. Oh, wait, I was going to. No, I've got like half finished projects sitting everywhere right now. Well, you know what? You know what I kind of like about this hour right now is like I never realized that if you call into a poetry show at this time, nobody's really listening. Yes, you know, they and are. all you're doing. Oh, no, there's nobody online. I can guarantee you that. I know. I did this, remember? 
We do you, do you, we have night. callers that are listening online right now just on the just on the uh, the phone lines? Oh, yeah. Okay. But uh you know, I know this I know this whole game. But anyway, it's it's fantastic to like, you know, know that you're not up front and you know, um and just go, you know what? I I think and that didn't even send me a, a invite. So, you know what? I think I'll just call fucking late. Because I was actually hanging with a with a with a boy of mine, okay, an ex marine, and we were talking about, you know, dude, I I used to get chocolate and vanilla ice cream in my in my towel hall. What did you get? And he goes, we didn't even get that. We got soup. <laughs> like, you know, I'm like, that's because you were a marine, you know, you know. But um, and so it ended, and I went, holy fucking Thursday, man. I should call Nyla and see what the fuck she's up to, you know. <laughs> but uh. You know, I'm always going to support you, right? I know. You always have. You've been amazing. A good and true friend how, throughout the how, years. How are you, how are you doing on uh, monetary uh, facilitations on keeping show up? We Right now we've got it, got it uh, covered for two hours. We're working on the third hour now. No shit. So what, what, is it, what, what are they charging now an hour? It's it's uh, to do a two-hour show. It's a thousand dollars a year, or twelve hundred a year with the phone line. With doing the three-hour show, like we've always done, they raised the three-hour show from a thousand to two thousand four hundred ninety-nine. So they've it's uh-huh. like gone up one and a half times. So yeah, twenty-five hundred yeah. to do a three-hour show like we've always done. Remember back in the day, it was free, literally uh-huh. free. Block yeah. Talk Radio was free. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, but the it first was ran two by years. the first two yeah, years I did it, it was NSA. free. Yeah, it was ran by the NSA. People don't know that. It was ran out of fucking Virginia, you know. But uh, I don't know who wants it now. I could really give a fuck by that. So, so how 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 far will a hundred dollars go when when all of us get our stimulus checks? <laughs> yeah, I'm not holding my breath for those checks. Yeah, I'm not either, but let's just say it happens. Like, I mean, how many listeners you got? You got like, you know, 400, 500, right? Oh, more than that. On equation? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So what if we all just chipped in $100 out of that $1,200 fucking check, right, and kept you on the air for like the next three years? Well, until they raise the rates again. Wait, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Maybe... Maybe they'll lower their rates because oil just went below zero. Come on. And so, you know, I was talking you know, to Scorpio Sessions the other day about, you know, talking. you're saying, you know, keep the front for years and years. He was like, he was saying, you know, he was, it was like really a sobering thought. He was like, you know, Nyla, what are you going to do with the speakeasy after you're gone? Who's going to carry the torch? Who's going to keep it going? You know, this could go forever, but... You don't have anyone to, to keep going for you. Don't think. Wait a minute. What after I'm gone? Well, I'm not gone. I'm not going anywhere. No, <laughs> you're not going anywhere, girl. You, you'll, be, you'll, be you'll be a rock. You'll be a rock show. It's like I have no like, air. Listen, I have man, no I, air I, with an I, air I just, with an I, H. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. I'm losing my hair too, girl. We're getting old, right? But the girls still love me, and the men still love you, right? So I'm not losing my good. air hair. 
I have no air. Like I have no one to pass the show on to. You're probably. I still have hair. hair. I have lots of. I have too much hair actually. It's pink right now, by the way. Is it really? It is. My hair has been long as fuck, man, and I'm getting ready. I I think I'm going to shave my. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.